They're going to milk the clock here. Uh, I love it when you talk about milking. Today's episode is brought to you by Shiba Inu SHIB. Shiba Inu token is the most exciting cryptocurrency in the world. Way back in 2021, Shiba Inu became the most popular crypto, surpassing both Dogecoin and Bitcoin on coin market cap. You can buy SHIB on all the most popular coin exchanges. My favorite place is Coinbase, but the best place to find more information is by following at SHIB token on Twitter. There you'll find links to the Discord, the subreddit, Telegram, and everywhere else to find more information about investing in Shiba Inu. Diamond paws, SHIB to the friggin' moon. All right. Let's start the show. These aren't the droids you're looking for. And welcome back to the Evil Mark Show. My name is Mark Hammond, and I'm happy to be the Mark in the Evil Mark Show, broadcaster, uber sports nerd, ready to take you on your sports talk journey. Now, some people call me Pinguino Supremo, but today I will be your Svengali. While we dive into the funny, odd, weird, and interesting stories, not just from the world of college football, but officially the larger world of sports. Uh, so because we're covering sports, all we'll be talking about is Taylor Swift from this episode. Just Taylor Swift <laughs> and how the implicates with the Chiefs. If it's a conspiracy, we'll get our tinfoil hats. No, no, no. We'll be covering everything else that's happening in the world of sports, non-NFL related. And of course, I need a partner in this. I cannot do this alone. And at this point, I'd like to welcome my co-host and co-conspirator. He's my best friend. He's my pal. He's my homeboy, my rotten soldier. He's my sweet cheese, my good time boy. <laughs> Eric, host of the Entertainment Podcast, an Alien versus Predator movie number number one fan. Yeah, Eric Stevens, go. how are you doing? I'm doing great. Happy to be here as always, Morgan. I, I love everything about that soundbite until the good time boy. That makes me sound <laughs> <laughs> like uh, like some erotic things are happening. So. <laughs> there is a different clip out there without that. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I was like, this one's a little bit louder in volume. So I think I, I'm going to send this one to you so you can clip it. <laughs> but it, I was thinking today, I was like, I always play that clip. I don't know the context. I've never watched that show. Like, I don't even know the the context what that line is delivered in. It might be. I never really thought about that. You know how loaded that is good time boy <laughs> it just sounds creepy it does but uh, the whole first bit no that part's great yeah and i'm happy to to be the non-mark in the evil mark <laughs> oh believe me you're lucky um i gotta tell you so on tuesday uh the episode of file entertainment drop so that was the A episode. I was on that episode. So it was Jared. Uh, so getting back into the ladder, the letters for season three. And um, we had a couple of really, really interesting movies. Uh, we had Ace Ventura. Uh, a. Uh, we had Air Bud. And uh, Alien versus Predator. I know we'll get into it a little bit more. But I got to tell you, like, I went back and watched Air Bud one more time just to put it away for the. Oh, my God. Until next season. <laughs> a fourth view. Well, don't get Air Budded out because I think, you know, we've got some other ones that we're going to potentially be doing. So, yeah, I mean, we, we, you got to get ready for part two. Like, but I feel like I was like, I needed to I needed to give this one more world to make sure I wasn't being too overly positive. And I got to tell wow. you. The, the the basketball things I'm all 100 spot on about the uh, the legal drama again just really sucks me right. <laughs> <laughs> this Judge Wapner kangaroo court bullshit in the third act just I don't need it. I didn't need it. I didn't need yeah. it. Uh, but yeah. we have it. Uh, go we ahead. Talked or- for at length for about an hour. <laughs> just some <laughs> specific movies. So anyone that wants to hear. 
more uh, deep dive can definitely check out file on earth. Oh, and there's a deep dive. So if you're, if you're a fan of alien or predator, there is a very much a deep dive between Jared with Jared. Jared goes, finds you all the details. Like I, I was like, man, you know, if he was like this detail oriented, like you'd be a scientist somewhere. <laughs> like, if only, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> if only alien versus predator was like a major somewhere, like, come on, <laughs> like, it's gotta be at Fresno or like, what are these Cal? schools like cal santa barbara uh uc davis like one of these garbage schools <laughs> has UC to have davis. like like, a, <laughs> like they have to right like it just seems like i, I feel I like he missed so. his calling I, I feel like he missed his calling like he's throwing around the terms and i'm thinking like he, he was like a talking head on, on a cable station i'm like this guy must know what he's talking about because i don't understand a goddamn thing he must know <laughs> yeah he was passionate about it it was nice to see yeah, nice to see. Nice to see. And that's a great episode. Uh, we'll get into it a little bit more uh, when we get into our plugs here. But we have a huge show for you. We're talking about anything and everything else in the world of sports. And everything is on the table. But enough rambling for me. Let's get right into our rundown. What the hell is a rundown? The Rundown. This is your rundown for Thursday, February 1st, 2024. Episode number 207. Make sure you're following us on Twitter slash X at EVLMRK and look for hashtag EMS207 to see special links, tweets, pictures, or stories we talk about in today's episode. Also, if you're not already, make sure you're following us on TikTok for additional Mark-related content on TikTok and Instagram at AskEvilMark. All right. So we got a jam-packed show. I don't know how long this is going to be, so this might be shorter than you anticipate if you're one of if you're a fan of the four hour ones or the three hour thirties or we might be running a little short we're gonna see this is the off season we're playing with everything we're covering all sports uh and uh if there's any part that's missing that's missing from this episode that you would like or a bit that we've done in the past then please your feedback is greatly appreciated but for today we have america's favorite cat-based podcast trivia game what's really watching no worries there i, I, I know that would be the major concern of most people that <laughs> will still be here presented by chewy.com waffle house minute new york minute all your favorites are on deck for you today uh also it's thursday you know what that means we're gonna be handing out some taco awards some tastiest awards and all sports talk but first before we jump into Thursday, we got some shout out for our listeners and supporters with their special sound effect. I just hate them because they, <laughs> they, they low down, they dirty, they some snitches. Before we dive into today's show, I want to thank all our listeners and watchers of our content. We encourage everyone to look inside this episode's description to find links to all our social media pages, where to get your Evil Mark Show t-shirts, links to our sponsors, the Evil Mark Show Discord invite, and Apple listeners can actually sign up for EMS Plus inside your apple uh, app so if you're an apple subscriber you listen on apple podcasts uh you'll see a little button right there a little screen talks about evil mark show plus ems plus you can sign up five dollars per month this will be coming to everyone else real soon but right now uh, uh kind of a pilot project for apple users that is available and also make sure you're emailing us at show at evilmark.com once again that's show at evilmark.com all right so Shout out to these listeners. These listeners email us every week. They stay in contact with the show. Uh, hopefully, I, I know at least a couple of them uh, have already checked out File Entertain- Under Entertainment. I'm hoping that the rest will catch up with the, the rest of the crew here. But SEC Super User, Mizzou Man, Hornstown69, Jenna P, Abdel, Duckman, Christy in NorCal, Maze Man, James Harden's Exquisite Beard, and yes, the one, the only, Notre Dame Dougie. Are you yay, Doug? That's right. 
I said I wouldn't call him that. Where's the wild man now? UVA Doug, of course. Classic Notre Dame hater. And Eric Nemesis. Uh, in for the season. He's uh, hyped up about the college basketball season. And, and the game quickly, quickly approaches. Yeah, he's got it circled on his calendar too. The, uh, the football game next year. Uh, UVA, Notre Dame. Things will be settled on the field. I can't wait till next college football season. Yeah. Uh, the Virginia Cavaliers, it's that kind of orange that you just can't sit with, <laughs> can't right? Sit. You just can't sit with it. It's like a uh, it's like a pumpkin orange. Uh, uh, let me see. Gosh, I really need to name that pumpkin. Oh, yeah, here we go. I know. Yeah, I knew I had it. Since these colors, is, is that, it's that throw-up orange. It's not that orange <laughs> you can sit with. It's that puke inside of a pumpkin orange. That I, And I don't like pumpkins. <laughs> Eric doesn't like pumpkins. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> and then, of course, we're here to fuck shit up. Every Thursday, Eric joins us. He's the host of the wonderful podcast, File Entertainment. We've already talked a little bit about it, but it could be easier. It's all alphabetical. You know, A, B, C. The only podcast Nick Cage himself personally listens to. You're Nick fucking. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Three other sound effects can fit in that one. <laughs> Eric, tell us a little bit about Pilot Entertainment. Where is it? What is it about? And how can listeners check it out? Thank you very much. Uh, File Under Entertainment Podcast. It's available on all podcast platforms. What, what is it that you say? Wherever finer podcasts are, podcasts are available. Are served, yes. Uh, it's. Yeah, season three, we're back to talking about movies just like we did in season one. So there's a whole movie season out there, a whole music season, which Mark was a frequent guest. And I feel like listeners of the show, they're probably sick of hearing us talk about it. Like, If you like me, you've probably checked it out. If you don't like me, you haven't. So it's like, we don't need to believe you're the point. I mean, this no, is we do. <laughs> you're, 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 if you're, if you're missing out on it, you're missing out on good content. We've had some great episodes in the past. We had uh, this last one, uh, Ace Ventura, Alien versus Predator, Airbud. Who is going to talk about those three movies in one episode? Uh, really fun. <laughs> no yeah. sane person. That's for yeah, no sane, yeah, no, Nobody who's following any line of continuity, by the way, but it, it, it could happen. Uh, then we have the movie Madness Tournament. I was a part of that as well. Um, I think back to our musical episodes or your musical episodes, a lot of fun. There was the, uh, there was the covering the different decades. Uh, I was a part of some of those. There was the musical journey, really proud of that. Uh, and then there's the, the bands that we got into orgy in, in, uh, uh, Usually, I Oingo Boingo. See, I usually forget <laughs> the other way. I usually remember Oingo Boingo. I forget the orgy. I'm like, I remembered the orgy this time. You went so or- far the other way. That it's- I know. I was like, I've gotta remember orgy, 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 orgy. Keep it right on the like, like, an, like I'm, I'm an elite in Hollywood. <laughs> like, <laughs> so I'm just gonna keep that in the front oh, of my boy. mind. <laughs> um, there was S Sublime and Skid Row, which is one of my favorites because I love Skid Row. That was one of my favorite episodes to record. Um, there was G. Uh, I think that was the first time I ever did your show. Uh, Grateful Dead and Garbage. Uh, another really, really fun episode. So a lot of great content in there. Uh, 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 and this season's great because movies, uh, these aren't like these are obscure movies. These are movies like pretty much everyone has seen, everyone has derided, or everyone loves. Uh, 
Can you give us, I know the A episode is out right now. Can you give us any preview for B? What's, what's going to, are you going to be releasing on an every two week schedule? And Mm -hmm. what does B look like? Uh, We've already got the movies picked out. Uh, Mine is going to be another obscure one. It's uh, (laughs) Brotherhood of the Wolf uh, from their 2001, 2002 era. Uh, it's uh, a French kind of like horror thriller kind of oh, thing. God, like, I saved that for me. <laughs> <laughs> historical piece uh, about like the Beast of Javedon. Oh, wow. Which is a uh, very like famous kind of case from the like 1700s where this wolf like creature was uh, terrorizing like the, the countryside of France. So really good movie. Very interesting. Um, I like it quite a bit and hopefully everybody else does too. Uh, David. Uh, from Let's Play Death Ray is going to be joining us. She's bringing Boondock Saints to the table, which I know that he's going to be very interested in uh, in hearing his uh, what, do, what do I always say about Boondock Saints? There's, there's two people in this world. People who like Boondock Saints unironically and people who like it ironically. And that's it. Like That's how you can categorize everyone in this world. I can't, I can't wait for that conversation. Uh, what's the third one going to be? The Jared, uh, Jared- Jared's pick is Blade Runner 2049. Oh, okay. Okay. Safely in the uh, sci-fi camp. The Anna de Armas. It's a can't, it's a can't miss. And you have, uh, well, once again, he's selected a movie that will allow him to go first before everybody else. (laughs) So I don't know how he does it, but, and and that's going to hold true. Like we already, uh, spoiler alert, uh, Mark is going to be back for the C episode and joining us. And Jared's done it again, where he's selected uh, the film that's going to go first before all of us Jeez. in C as well. So I don't oh, know. I know his C one. Okay, yeah, it's it's. Uh, uh, I've seen his C uh, there, uh, not only in person, but I've seen no, no. Uh, I know his C movie, and it's an excellent movie, and it should go first. It should be, it should be first in our heads, first in our hearts, first always to talk about, to reflect upon, to just. Look back on its anniversary. It's just just a wonderful one. Yeah, I, I. That's the reason I <laughs> suggested that you come on for Steve because I know how much passion you have for that movie, Caddyshack. By the way, yeah. obviously, I have if, the, if, I'm looking at the poster right now. <laughs> if people hadn't here. figured it out, longtime listeners of the show, I'm sure Polly had already guessed based on the clues that we had given. But yeah, so Mark will be joining us for the C episode as well. And, and again, like you mentioned. Uh, He's on the A episode talking extensively about Airbud and then uh, being very confused about Alien versus Predator. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, if after Jerry's dissertation, if I was given a test, I would get a zero point zero, which now I'm realizing is is uh, Animal House, not Caddyshack. <laughs> but nonetheless, I'm going to I'm going to roll with it. Pretend like I didn't make that mistake. I didn't even have to cop to that mistake, and I could have just rolled with it. I'm like, yeah, that's in our repertoire. Yeah, yeah, I could have, but I just called myself out. Um, yeah, the, the Alien versus Predator. Like, I even went back, and I was like, it's playing on Hulu, and I'm like, alright, maybe I was unfair. Maybe when I watched this, it was like, uh, like maybe it was just, I was under a time crunch, and I was thinking about the other movies, or like maybe I didn't give it the, 
the because I did watch it in pieces, like a little bit here, a little bit there during lunches. And I'm like, maybe it didn't get its just desserts. Maybe I'm going to go back and try to give this another go. I only I could only get through 30 minutes this time. I was like, I'm not <laughs> obligated to watch this time. I'm like, what am I doing this for? For who? That's, for what? That's <laughs> hilarious. And I'm like, well, thank you then, for at least trying. That's, I had this conversation with my best friend. She's like, I was like, I was like, you know what? She's like, she's like, you don't like Alien or Predator. You like Sigourney Weaver and you like Arnold Schwarzenegger. I'm like, yes, that's exactly right. That's who I like. I like, I like them. I could give a fuck less about the Alien or the Predator and the <laughs> fact that there's so much lore that there's like a, like there's a, a Tolkien esque man out there writing this much bullshit about fucking the, <laughs> the Alien lore. It's just. I mean, I, I thought we might have you because it's not like magic. It's not treasure. I know yeah, those, not treasure. Are things that, those are things that you despise. But like I figured, I mean, like you're a big fan of UFOs and aliens. So I thought maybe this would kind of be in your wheelhouse. So they just the first one is so good. And then e- even the second one, it, it would retains most of the cast. Like the first one just so feels so real and authentic. It just all the other ones. I don't think there's any franchise where the first movie is just so disconnected from the other ones. Maybe the matrix. Cause like two and three are like, you're like, Oh, great. Now, well, so now are you it. referring to alien or are you referring to predator or are you talking about oh, both of them? Cause aliens. I mean, I, I think, okay. Yeah. Aliens is just, that, that would be the second one, right? Still had Sigourney Weaver. Aliens is, yeah. That's yeah. The aliens. Now see, yeah. Terrible, terrible. She could not say that just bad storytelling, change the character, change the, the, the attributes of the alien, just ruin, yeah. Oh, well, there is definitely lore about that. Like the, the attributes <laughs> of the alien, it, it depends on the host. Like, I mean, in that one, like it with the original host was a dog. So it was more kind of like canine. So, uh, yeah, like the other ones, like, and also in Alien versus Predator, the host is, uh, human. So that takes on a more humanoid appearance. So, yeah, see, it's, this is like, uh, yeah. it's got to be explained away this much the lore is not (laughs) but jared's into it i love it yeah and that like we actually found some common ground i was uh, a little concerned i I thought that he was gonna you know um say some just really weird obscure things and he did to be fair but yeah (laughs) it also it also was done with love and uh so yeah i can't i was you know (laughs) <laughs> I actually, I'm, I'm looking forward to listening to this B episode. And then I, I know the C one will always have record. We'll always have fun when we record. So definitely guys, if you have not already, if you are a dual listener, please email the show. Let me know. More importantly, this goes out to like, I'm looking at you, James Harden's exquisite beard. If you like what Eric's doing, email Eric. It doesn't, <laughs> yeah, I will sake. not mind. <laughs> I mean, I love the fact that you guys are like a, enjoying the content and that you're like reaching out to tell somebody that you're, you're telling Mark in this case, which is still cool, but like, I'm here too. Like, yeah, <laughs> send me the email because <laughs> I get the text for- to, to get in my inbox every once in a while. Yeah. Cause I get the text or email and I'm like, I'm like, cool. I'll let them know. And then sometimes I remember what you know, and sometimes I don't. And this, this past two weeks, I've been like, you, you should really let him know. He probably would enjoy that. Because <laughs> like, like I, Weeks ago, I got one. They were like, you know, I got someone, one from somebody who was a, a Skid Row fan, uh, someone who kind of fell in that same wheelhouse. Uh, that's why that S one was on the front of my mind. There was like, oh, I went back there. I was just looking at bands that I liked. I wasn't really looking at, you know, who was on. And I heard you on that. I never heard your sports show before. And I'm like, I'm like, this is a beautiful email. Like this, Eric would enjoy. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> 
I'm like, I, and then, and then I, I think, I think one of the, the behind the scenes things, and maybe I should save this for an ask evil mark is like, it, everything is tied to Microsoft now, all our services. And so I have it tied to my phone. So like when you guys email in or you DM me, like I literally can see it and I can respond to it right away. So you might hear back from coherent Mark. You might hear back from morning Mark. You might hear from <laughs> at moose Mark. And so he can, he can, Eric can attest. The rest. <laughs> There definitely are different marks. Yes. Yeah. What you what you might get from me at nine o'clock at night on a Friday is going to be different. What you get on a on a Wednesday afternoon, like what are my action items versus you know who I love is Javert. You know, but every single mark is great. It doesn't matter which one you hear back from because they're all lovable and and fantastic. So. Oh, thank you. But I was just responding to it with like with this person who poured their heart out at Skid Row and because I like he's like I love Sublime too at the end at the end of his emails like I love both bands but I listened to your episode and I thought this is that but he's mostly talking about Skid Row and like I I was just like in passing I'm I think I was doing my workout I just I responded back with just a cool emoji and I meant to back up so uh, <laughs> yeah, that got pointed out to me by a, a producer extraordinaire Jennifer who's who's reviewing all our work now. So if I send you a really weird answer, I send you a bad answer. Jennifer will be following up and she'll make sure you get the right answer. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> something that's placating, or at least we'll get the same response that I've been giving. If you got something nice to say, tell Eric, he would appreciate it. Yeah. I know that. Or Jennifer, if Mark sends a weird answer for it to me and I'll send, I'll send <laughs> yeah. a legitimate response, we'll be like, all right, Mark just send a single uh, emoji. So obviously he's at the moose or he's, he's doing something. I'll so, respond oh, to this. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I'm either ready to answer your weirdest question when I'm there, or I'm like I, I'm like an NBA player who's one year away from free agency. I'll say some really cryptic like, <laughs> fire, fire, money bag door, like <laughs> <laughs> incredible, or a looky emoji, like eye emoji, and then a running emoji, like yeah, I, I'm, I'm like an NBA or, or Lane Kiffin. Like <laughs> maybe I'll just give you a, a couple of emojis uh, and let you did try. You to see, figure it out. he's like three years sober now, so three I don't. Years I don't... I don't think we're gonna have what was it? Uh, was it Joey Johnny, Freshwater? Joey Freshwater. Oh, I always <laughs> want to say Johnny Drinkwater or something Johnny, like that. Joey Freshwater. <laughs> Johnny Drinkwater is gonna be my alias. Let me write that down. <laughs> Johnny Drinkwater. <laughs> Hell yeah, man! Like I, I could see Johnny Jink- Johnny Drinkwater would be like if you're making a. I don't know how you get the money to do this, but it, they don't even make these type of movies anymore. But if you made a spoof movie about Westerns and, <laughs> and you did, it was more of like a ripoff of Tombstone. Then yeah, I, I think uh, Johnny Drinkwater would be your answer. To, there you go. To Johnny Ringo. I think so. I think so. Oh my gosh. Incredible. Yeah. It's three years sober. Yeah. Wonder- you know, there's another one before we, we jump into uh, what's really watching. I know this really upsets everybody, but I, I got to tell you, I pulled this sound um, and we didn't get to cover this because we had the, uh, we had the national championship. We had a week after we had the shibbies, which kind of delayed everything. And then by the time we got back the week after the shibbies, we were going to do our first off season show. Um, real life happened. So we had to kind of like reorganize everything. I think that was when we had to record the, night before we typically record and mm-hmm. I haven't got a chance to play this for you, but there was actually a leak of uh, uh, Lane Kiffin. So when the Alabama job before uh, DeBoer took the job, there was a leak that said that, uh, that the job had been offered to like three or four different people who had turned it down. And one of them was Lane Kiffin. And this 
allegedly is the leaked audio from Lane Kiffin discussing uh, staying at Ole Miss and, and passing on the Bama job. Let me, let me play this for you. I want to get Eric's reaction. You know, because honestly, it's ridiculous. Given this shit happens every year. It happens every year. And I tell it, I, I don't know how many times I got to say it. I'm happy in Oxford. My family's happy in Oxford. Hold. I have, I'm happy here. I have no desire to go to Alabama. Let me see if I can do one thing here for you. No. I can't. Yeah, that's the loudest I got. Were you able to hear that at all? Yeah, I was able to hear it. Yeah. Yeah. It, so, yeah, I mean, he, he talks about this has happened before or that, that they, they've talked to him before. He has no interest in that. He's got everything he needs at Ole Miss rather than a- Alabama. I think we both were under the idea that, like, you don't want to be the guy who follows the main guy. Um, hmm. But but kind of shocking, right? Lane Kiffin kind of blowing off the Alabama job, knowing that they'd probably give him everything. Yeah, for sure. I mean, especially since he was there and that what's kind of like revitalized his career. Like it's the kind of the joke that we're making, like the Saban's uh like rehab you know, for, for coaches, <laughs> for coaches that can't, can't coach well. <laughs> exactly. That, that kind of like uh jump started uh Lane Kiffin again and kind of prompted him to, you know, after, after he was like persona non grata at USC and Tennessee fall out and then, you know, like have a stint at uh, Bama and get back on track. And then he's a head coach in the SEC. It is a little kind of surprising, but maybe he is just saying that. Cause like you just mentioned, you don't want to be the guy that follows Saban, especially a guy like Kiffin that has so much respect for Saban that, that did coach, you know, directly under him. He knows that there's no way that he's going to be able to compete. And that's just going to be like a, a buzz saw that you're walking into. So, I mean, maybe after, you know, DeBoer kind of flames out, you know, we'll which see. will happen. <laughs> yeah. Well, because, yeah. And I don't necessarily think that he's a bad coach. I mean, he just like, no one is going to be on the level of Saban. Right. So I mean, it's like the immediacy of like trying to follow that up. Like if they go 11 and one next year, people are going to be rioting because it's like, you know, cause they didn't go 12 and oh, so. Yeah, uh, well, you know, what, what happens when they, when they come out of the gate, like with two losses within the first six games, like they're, I don't understand how that fan base is going to come to terms with, with all this. There was a, there's another thing that happened after the Saban retirement because we were here for that, but we had to cover championship. We had other stuff to get to. I, I don't know if you saw this. I'm going to play this video for you and I, I'm interested in, in your thoughts on this. But so Nick Saban retires. He already has a statue of himself there on campus, <laughs> right? Yeah. And uh, there's one TikToker who who did the real investigative work here, and I'll just let her present this to her to us, and I'll give after you her name after. After carefully reviewing Nick Saban's statue, here's my top five most questionable items that were used to honor him. Uh, first, we have a get well soon balloon, which reminds me of what I gift my friends when they get engaged. Up next, we have a slice of pizza that looks uh, fresh. Next, we have these protection packages, if you know what I mean. And next, I have the gold five loco. And up last, I have a bag of ice. You know, just a bag of ice. After he also had oatmeal cookies, boxes of little Debbie's oatmeal cookies, uh, cans, of, uh, bottles of Coke, so many bottles of Coke, uh, all around the statue. Eric, they had a vigil for a man who yes. could have, who could have, and he still works there. He still works at the football offices. He could have went downstairs, went to his vigil. <laughs> collected yeah. the grab the cookies i mean i guess that must be what people are hoping for like why would you bring like actual like spoilable food items to that like they realize that it's a statue and not actually the guy right like 
It's just like when the sun goes down, the statue comes to life and starts walking around Tuscaloosa and goes home. And look at all the stuff he has. Oh my god! <laughs> when I first heard that, I was like, okay, the oatmeal cookies I get, and I knew like the the first couple of hours of the story broke. I remember they were talking about a candlelight vigil, and they were talking about the cans of you know the bottles of Coke with the logo pointing out. Like I I understood that ironically, but pizza condoms. Uh, <laughs> The, yeah, the, like the, the center for me like is the get well in his seventies. Like <laughs> I don't think they have to worry about <laughs> condoms. Yeah, <laughs> like what, what, this is why. Like you always like think back to ancient humans. You're like, how could they be so stupid? How could they just be? They must have worshipped anything, right? Like <laughs> someone says, like, hey, this is super important. Someone's like, yeah, I guess we better go get pizza and like I, I don't know, like. <laughs> Anything else and just stick it here next to the statue? Like, is Invent that work? pizza so that you can put it next to the statue because we need a proper tribute. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do love the idea of being going to your own vigil. <laughs> like, it seems like the coolest idea ever. Like, I'm, like, I'm well, always... it, it beats, like, you know, it, it beats being dead. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I guess, right? Like, you don't want to, like, an in memoriam kind of thing. Like, that's the, the cool bit is that. You get it's like a celebration of life while you're still alive. So, like, he would actually get to go and enjoy that kind of thing. Can you imagine him trying to go like incognito though? To, like, <laughs> Just to go there, hang out, see what they're doing. Like, a, I, I, I got to think like above that would be like better than attending your own vigil would be attending your own funeral. I guess that would be even more of a fucking baller move. But see, but I think there's a, there's an even baller move more than that. More than attending your own vigil, more than attending your own funeral. You know what I think the baller move is? You attending mm. your own search party for your corpse. <laughs> oh my That's God. the ultimate baller move. You're out there combing the forest looking for your own corpse. That's, <laughs> that's pretty dope. <laughs> Although I do like the idea of being able to give you your own oatmeal cookies at your statue. <laughs> yeah. Very cool. But well, yeah. So There's... in that scenario, like when you're looking for the, like you're a part of the search party, like, are you cognizant? Like, are, are you just joining because it's a search party or are you aware that they're the person that they're looking for is meant to be you? Uh, like, the, like how, where are we going with that? <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, tell, I'm telling you where we're going. We're, what we need is a call to M. Night Shyamalan. <laughs> like, bro, let me throw something. <laughs> well, because that, that's like, there's a whole like level of just like evil and psychopathy that could kind of <laughs> go along with that, where it's like, you know, that, that, that there's meant to be a corpse out there and that corpse is supposed to be you and you're actively like cognizant of the fact that they're supposed to be looking for a body that they're never going to find, obviously. But it's like, if, if you just kind of see like, Oh, there's the, like, Oh, there's supposed to be like, there's someone missing. Like there might be a body or like, we're, we're hoping to find someone alive and you just kind of stumble upon whatever. And you're like, yeah, I'll, you know, I'm not doing anything else. I'll help out in the search party. And so they think that they're looking for you and you kind of join it unwittingly. I mean, I, I think that kind of lends itself more to like, I think maybe a better, well, I don't know if that would make a better story or not. Like you need someone like a real evil character that would be, do the former that. And you could twist it so many ways. You go the sci-fi route where you basically, you've been cloned. 
now you're trying to solve your own murder, but are you the clone? Or are you are you solving your clone's murder? Or are you solving uh-huh. your your murder? Like you, that's like a how Philip K. Dick didn't write that fucking novel of this nonsense <laughs> I just spewed. I have no idea. It seems like, in fact, there probably is some like pulp, you know, comic book that has all of our ideas. You know what I mean? When it comes, well, to I, I think that this is a, you know maybe too it's skewing too dark for our hallmark uh enterprise <laughs> <laughs> movies but i think again this could be our offshoot you know like once we make all the the write our own ticket money from the hallmark movies this hey, we can robert, branch off. robert robert Rodriguez made spy kids too <laughs> <laughs> somehow the, the same studio that did spy kids will be like look here's what we got here's what <laughs> i got i got a rom-com <laughs> for nick cage Remember when I say Nick Cage, what I really mean is Mario Lopez, where the Nick Cage character <laughs> helps his son learn how to play soccer and, you know, as an international player. Also, I have a, a man who kills a man who's trying to solve the murder of his own clone. <laughs> these are the two these are the two projects that we have that we're developing right now. <laughs> we also have a treatment here. You know, the, this kind of brings up the, the greatest weird question I ever asked Jared. And I, I kind of thought that he would hesitate. I know we've talked about this before, but, but I, and I know I've asked, I think I know I've asked you and I like, like his, his, his girlfriend at the time gets murdered, right? Boom. <laughs> Shit, yes. Terrible, terrible, yeah. terrible, sad moment. <laughs> horrible, horrible. I'm not even being facetious. Like terrible thing. Cops are going to get involved. Of course, and uh, they're going to start asking questions now. As the boyfriend or husband, dear prime spe- suspect number one that comes with the territory, right? Right. So the, this happens like early evening. You know, they're doing the thing at night. The next day, they're organizing a search party. But you have tickets to your favorite <laughs> band at night. <laughs> And, and you were going to bring her. You were going to bring her. It's not like you were going to bring the the other woman. Like there, there's a you. You were going to go with your buddies. Like you were going to take her. Like it was an honest effort there. So you morally, I guess, somewhere you could find some justification. But they're going to go out searching for her body. You got to get out of town by like three if you're going to be traveling to get there. Do you not attend the search party? Do you attend the search party just enough time to like? be seen make presence and still dip out on time or do you cancel and not go to the concert I, jared, i'm kind of jared went right to the you like yeah you gotta you gotta go to the concert you got I, like, I gotta thinking, see like, if, if you're suspect number one the the cops are going to very strongly encourage you not to leave sound <laughs> for any reason especially for, be like but i got these tickets like seven months ago man i've been looking forward to this I kind of think like that. Uh, like, if you skip, they're not going to think like, "Oh yeah, he's just going to go to the concert and he'll be back tomorrow." Like, they're definitely thinking that you're, you know, the guilty party and you're going to skip out on, uh, of town. Oh sure. yeah, they're going to. You're you're the Casey Anthony of this whole situation here. <laughs> they, they, they piece the sucker together. Like, where was he? Why wasn't he there? Why wasn't he crying? Why why did he leave early? Why did? What was he driving to to to? to to Madison, why did he have to leave so early? Yeah, there's going to be all kinds of questions. Like, but he's like, he was convinced. I think Jared's original question is like, he's but he's like, I I didn't do it right. Like, I definitely didn't do it right. No, 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 you definitely didn't do it. You're totally innocent. I love how he has to ask you. Like, that would even be a question. Like, 
Exactly. Like, are you I, prone to murdering your own girlfriend? Let's, like, I thought we were working under the yeah. I thought we were working under the assumption that you, this is something you wouldn't do. <laughs> like, why we have to clarify it? I'm like, no, no, you're definitely innocent. He's like, well, if I'm innocent, then I don't have to go to the stage. I can go to the concert. I was, like, <laughs> I was like, I was like, yeah. You know, the best thing about all that that thought process is, is it, 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 that works out perfectly because no one who's been innocent has ever been wrongly convicted of anything or real right it's perfectly safe to just turn everything over to the cops while you're there you might as well pick up a brand new phone or some electronics you know just <laughs> i tell you what though if my best friend disappeared like i immediately would be like they would, i would be labeled a conspiracy theorist so fast because i would be like this is just like gone girl even if it wasn't i would look at everything like I would be looking to like blame her for disappearing. So have you checked that shed? Check that fucking shed. <laughs> I, I would be looking everywhere, everywhere. I, I, yeah, no, I would be. That, people talk about the the scariest movie in in, in cinema. That's the scariest movie. <laughs> there, there's no doubt. There's no doubt. And and it's it's disturbing. In funny games would be a second. The 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 German and the American one are exact shot for shot remakes, but. Choose a German one because it's even it's even more scary when they're speaking that sick weird language of theirs. Like, yeah, the German version's way, but yeah, Gone Girl number one, Funny Games, the German version number two. Speaking of cinema, <laughs> speaking of cinema, yeah. Uh, also, yeah, and make sure you're following us on Twitter, EVLMRK. Once again, EVLMRK. Follow me there. Uh, tweet at us. DM me. I will respond to your DMs. Make sure you are following us on they Twitter. They say I had a Twitter site. And look for that special hashtag, EMS207. EMS207. All right. So we we screwed with everybody. Everyone always loves the segment, What's Wrigley Washington? We have literally made you wait, I think, longer than most people are accustomed to. So we'll get to it. Let's start today with America's favorite cat-based podcast review game to test your knowledge of cinema's greatest movies. Video, <laughs> which are not video games. Uh, funny games or Gone Girl. Yeah, no, 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 we don't have that one. Or TV's favorite sitcoms. It's time to play a little What's Wrigley Watching, presented by Chewy.com. And there is, I got to say, there's a contingent of, uh, uh, we got more answers than we've ever gotten. It was a timestamp kind of situation. A lot of people forgot the the pet detective part of the title, uh, but so many entries from Colorado. I, I, I don't understand it. Um, I, I, I approve of it. I'm not going to hold it against you. You guys are kind of like <laughs> West Coast guys. Uh, I see you. I appreciate you. I, I probably will not visit your state, but thank you nonetheless. And our winner was actually a Colorado person, James in Colorado Springs, uh, who correctly guessed Ace Ventura pet detective and now there's so much iconic stuff here i couldn't pick just one sound so here is an ace venture supercut uh sent over from uh james himself uh and he, he's he's a he's a guy who says that uh his suggestion was that ace venture part two has to be included the next time you go around in the movies so oh, we can wow. see how and i was like no <laughs> there was there was a time there for a really short window there were i thought Jared's pick was Ace Ventura too, and I was like, "Oh God!" I went from I went from really looking forward to doing this episode to real I'm like Alien versus Predator and <laughs> I didn't when nature calls. Right. I'm like, "Christ, man! I don't know, man. I, I like these guys. They do a it's lot too for late me. To back up. 
yeah, these guys <laughs> do a lot for me. I want to help them out. But man, this is just this is a big ask. <laughs> like Christ, <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> so, but uh, James uh, chose this supercut here, and here is some funniest scenes from Ace Ventura: Pet Detective. More of a, a visual moment there. Yeah. I'm going to execute a button hook pattern super slow mo. <laughs> Excuse me. Oh, here we go. Here's an actual audio button. This definitely feels like a a Jared pick. You know that? (laughs) I think about it. (laughs) I and just, but the the ton lock. uh, Yeah, I mean. I think that was the the weirdest. I'm like, it, Tom, it, Tom Locke? Who the fuck is he talking about? Tom, Tom right. Locke? Even after you corrected him multiple times, he still kept uh, saying it incorrectly. Tom which, Locke. Yeah. yeah. And then we even talked about it on the, on the on the championship show. I'm like, I'm like, you like the guy, Tone Locke. He's like, yeah, Tom Locke. I love him. <laughs> well, have you ever heard him say bagel? Oh, does he mispronounce bagel? Oh, does he say bagel? Bagel, yeah. Oh, is he doing like a Stewie kind of bit, or does he actually? No, say bagel? that's like I apparently that's like a central Wisconsin. That's how they. That's. <laughs> I don't know how or why, but uh, bagel, yeah. Do they have no Jewish people up there? Like, what's the problem? <laughs> like, these are all Norwegians. <laughs> bagel, bagel. bagel. <laughs> well, I, I, Knowing the upper Midwest, from my personal experience, Michigan and, and the parts of Wisconsin I was in, like the the fact that it's bagel and not something way more derogatory, like Jew donut or something like that, <laughs> or worse, is is surprising and, and nice in my mind. <laughs> yes, I, I guess that's true. That's a fair assessment. Well, Jew donut. <laughs> a Jew <My> donut. <laughs> I have to write that down. Let me also put that. In, I'll put that in our description. Jew. Donut. All right. Hey, and uh, Hamas. When when you take that one, hey, I deserve some credit. Okay, throw <laughs> throw your boy a bone <laughs> when you start using that in your propaganda. But congratulations, James in Colorado Springs. And I think this one is also going to be a timestamp one. Wrigley has been watching even more TV. Set us up for this week, Eric. Yes, indeed. He's always wanted to be part of the show, which is why he's lent his paw of approval to our tacos. Wrigley is spoiled. He has his own room with his own TV and DVR, which he's been using to watch films and other media to contribute to the show, which is awesome. But unfortunately, since he's a cat, he's not the best at communication. So he's been using the dog's communication buttons to try to tell us about this old piece of media he was watching. Maybe you, dear listener, can be like James in Colorado Springs and help Mark and I piece together What's Wrigley watching? Your clues for this week. Thank you very much. I I, I don't think I did it very well. <laughs> very boratty. Yes, I like it though. <laughs> Thank you very much. Yeah, uh, there you go. That's uh, that's a much better, uh, much better version of that. 
conga solo. In my younger and more vulnerable years, my father gave me some advice that I've been turning over my head ever since, turning over my mind ever since. I'm sorry. Longest <laughs> clue that we've ever given on the show. I, I don't know how he found buttons enough to uh, piece that one out, but uh, let's all go outside for some milk and cookies. Method Madness, poor Milos. And Blue is the alpha and was getting a little testy with Wrigley that her and Ghost should be a part of this thing. So they've collectively agreed that the sixth clue would be a combined effort, which we're calling Blue's Clue slash Ghost Gift. Last week it was Asshole Mio because Ace has a scene in the police station where he has an entire conversation with Tom Locke talking uh, with his butt cheeks. And for this week, it is this. Why didn't we get a whole cover of This Friendly World? Ooh, that's a good one. That's a good clue. Thank you. So uh, would you please, Mark, since you do the accent so much better than me. <laughs> Thank you very much. There you go. Conga Solo. In my younger and more vulnerable years, <laughs> my father gave me some advice that I've been turning over in my mind ever since. Oh, literature fans will love that one, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Let's all go outside for some milk and cookies. Method Madness, poor Milos. And why didn't we get a whole cover of This Friendly World? If you want your pet to be spoiled like Wrigley, Ghost, Blue, Havana, and Jared Stinky Birds, you can find the best stuff to give them their best life at Chewy.com. As a Chewy affiliate, we earn commission for qualifying purchases. You can find the link in the show notes and get started treating your pets like superstars. And that was What's Wrigley Watching. Make sure to send your answers to show at evilmark.com. Once again, that's show at evilmark.com. Winners will be announced on Twitter slash X with the hashtag EMS207. Once again, send your answers to show at evilmark.com. Chewy, if you you have not checked out Chewy.com, you got to. It's like the Amazon for, for pet supplies, pet medicine, pet food, pet toys, everything related to pets. It's all right there on their website. You can find the link for Chewy.com in the show description. So in the show description, there's jokes uh, that you might be missing out on. There's also our links to all our socials, but there's also that link to Chewy.com. Use that link when you shop. Uh, get some pet food. Get pet supplies. And unlike awesome Amazon, box. like Chewy actually is a uh, company that cares for pets and animals and its employees. Like uh, they're, uh, they care about the environment and uh, most importantly, the, the people that work for them and their product. Like they're not the, the soulless uh, capitalist <laughs> money grubbers that Amazon <laughs> is. So they don't want to build a, a rocket ship shaped like a penis to fly in the space. <laughs> I don't think so. Not, not just yet. <laughs> Give it a, a few more years. So like if you have moral quandaries with Amazon uh, and like you, you don't want to, uh, abide by their convenience because you have issues with them, but it, it's fine. So, but Chewy, they actually are a, a a very good you know company in a lot of respects. So, yeah, they are really really good and a cool box that comes with all your stuff and it gets gets delivered so lightning fast. So if you haven't checked them out, there Chewy dot com. Also, like I said, use that link in the show description. Um, and the whole team, including Wrigley. And the dogs. Sorry, I was taking a drink. <laughs> <laughs> Wish you the best of luck. All right. So typically this is where we do tacos, but we're going to move up our minutes first. We're bringing back a segment we had all last off season. We used to do this on every single show, even during the college football season. It's when we retired. We usually bring back during the off season. It is time for minutes. Do you have the minutes? Can we keep the minutes? The Waffle House minute? A New York minute? 
Let's start America's favorite non-cat-based podcast sports talk segment, New York Minute and Waffle House Minute. Now, before we get into our tacos, let's play a quick game of the South's fastest-growing sports talk segment or New York's fastest-growing sports talk segment. It's time for Midwest Minute or New York Minute or Waffle House Minute. Each participant has exactly one minute, maybe a little bit more, until they hear the buzzer. Uh, actually, I'm going to use... Troll alert! Actually, no, no. We'll use this one as the buzzer. I'll um, be honest with you. I'm kind of retarded. That's going to be your buzzer. You get 60 seconds to tell a very New York or a very Southern story. Uh, Eric, let me put 60 seconds on the clock here for you. Uh, Gosh, I haven't used this timer. Have you you seen, uh, I think you watched, you watched the Loki show, didn't you? Yeah, I I watched almost all of it until they they met uh, Jonathan Major's character. And then I just couldn't get past that. (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) Um, but yeah, I think uh, Miss Minutes is, is a character that's, you know, oh. kind of, I think you know, there's got to be some sound bite, you know, that we can use for her because she had some kind of like funny zingers and she had a very unique and interesting voice. So maybe we need to dive into a, a Miss Minutes uh, gotcha. sound bite. And we get a steal from Marvel. That's even better. Uh, let me see. I got 60 seconds on the clock here. You have the New York minute here. I do indeed. Uh, let me know when you're ready and you can go at the sound effect. All right, let's go. All right. You really are the most devious bastard in New York City. <laughs> hey, jerk offs. You know, for the city that never sleeps, New York doesn't have shit going on for the sports world right now. When we were college football focused, there was no shortage of Aaron Rodgers saying and doing stupid shit. And all of his drama was Zach Wilson, who was no stranger himself to questionable extracurriculars. But as soon as that segment became available again, suddenly the town is shut up tighter than a nun's sphincter. You know, <laughs> you know what I have to report to you today? A skateboarding story. Namely, how Tony Hawk has partnered with Mayor Eric Adams' office to help build new and revitalize existing skate parks in the Bronx and Brooklyn. Hawk's charitable organization rebranded to the Skateboard Project in 2020 and has made it their mission to make skating more accessible to kids around the country who didn't previously have access to skate parks. The $24 million project is estimated to take up to three years to complete, which will provide two brand new parks and revamp two existing parks from 2020 to 2021, the number of skateboarders in the U.S. jumped from 6.4 million to a reported 8.8 million, probably because parents that used to skate were then stuck at home with their kids during COVID lockdown and wanted to give them some reason, any reason, to just get the fuck out of their hair. So they, <laughs> so they gave them their crusty old pads and boards and told them to practice ollies in the cul-de-sac and not to come in unless they've perfected a kit flip or broken a limb or both. Either way, I'm excited for skate culture to come back because it might mean a resurgence in some of the clothing brands like 26 Red that I still unironically rock. And that's your new New York Minute. Mark, is skateboarding, unlike Texas, actually back? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. It, 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 I, let me tell you something. It, it's, it's never left. Uh, Texas is never going to be back. Folks! Not this time. You're wrong. We're back! No. We got you. When Texas wins tonight. No way. Against the mighty SEC. No way. Texas is back. This one was invented by a writer. Skating's not back because it's never, it's, it's, it's like, it's like asking Justin Timberlake if he's going to bring sex to me. Here, he brought it. He brought it. It's already <laughs> here. It's already here. Isn't that famously what Prince said? Like, like how could he bring sexy back? Is it's been here the whole time. Like, you know, just kind of <laughs> undercut him. Like, I, I right. feel like that, that's, that's what the move here is. 
uh, I was going to play another sound effect. Damn. Now I've, now I've lost my, Oh yeah. Okay. This is the one I forgot. I hadn't, I had in cold storm. There <laughs> we go. All right. I have a waffle house minute and I will go here at the buzzer from the waffle house located just off the beltway. If you're true North is due South, you'll know just what I'm talking about. When I tell you the truck stop Bucky's is a goddamn bona fide Southern institution. It's Paul part Walmart, part quick trip, part loves gas station, part oddball souvenir stands. It served as a point of reference and a selling point to new recruits at Ole Miss and in Alabama. That's where you celebrate post game with a hot dog and a 64 ounce frost orange icy Jubilee. So it came to my surprise when I found out me and my family, when I heard this SEC stalwart is moving to my own backyard in the Mad Max wasteland that is West Phoenix metro area. Now, I can truly go full SEC show with Bucky-themed SEC hats, shirts, socks, and other assorted novelties. Have you ever wanted a loud, obnoxious hoodie, a half-gallon cup of syrupy sweet tea, and a USB toaster oven with a car <laughs> connector? They are all right there at Bucky's. The South truly is countrywide, and I, for one, am here for it. But why stop there? Let's make Paul Feinbaum, make him president. Screw that. Let's do it. Let's make chocolate pie acceptable for non-fat people. Let's uh, make the okay. SEC gets nine out of the 12 playoff spots. If it is, <laughs> if we're going full Southern and having Bucky's the rest of the rest of the country, I move. We make more and more custom Southern other than the races. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we could do without that. Yes. <laughs> Some states are they already have their fill. They already, they don't need any extra. <laughs> like Michigan. They have enough. They're good. They're good. They're solid. No they need to top that off. Yeah. In fact, they could they could send some more to Delaware or New Hampshire. They'd be fine. Like just or ship it to Canada. It, it works there. Uh yeah, I've 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 never been to a Bucky's. I've seen so many uh for some reason it was like a huge point of reference there in on TikTok with like European European people visit American South and they go to Bucky's for the first time. They're like, oh my, it's like a giant novelty gas station. How, where do you come down on truck stops? I know like I live near truck stops. So, and I've, I'm known to go in to use them as convenience stores just because they're closer to me. But where do you come down on giant truck stops, Eric? I don't have any really like super close. Um, there's one kind of off the highway, like uh, heading out like towards my brothers, but I, I've never really stopped. Like, I mean, there's like obviously all the fast food kind of options that maybe I've hit, but like actually to go into like a, the convenience area or like, like the shower recreational kind of. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> go play ping like, pong. Take a shower. You've never done any of that. I, I've not done that. No. <laughs> I, I not only have I, I've, I've never played ping pong there. I've never used the recreational things. I have no, yeah, I, I, I did use it one time to watch uh, TV when my power was out. So I've used it that way. I've used it to take a shower when there was water. <laughs> <laughs> <You mean? laughs> my power is out. I'm going to go to the truck stop to watch TV. What the fuck? <laughs> that was, uh, yeah, it was like a year before COVID. Yeah. It, it was, um, uh, cause it, it it was a it was a Saturday. It was college football. I was like, I can't. I was like, I need to see these other two games, and they're they're on regular TV, so I know they'll be on there at the truck stop. I can just go there, be like, Hey, can you let me in the rec room? I want to play, you know, ping pong. And they're like, There's no other players in there right now. I'm like, You guys got a TV in there? And they're like, Yeah. I'm like, All right, then yeah, I'll pay you the. It's like a, it's only like five dollars for like a day pass there, so they can go in and outside of the rec room. <laughs> 
And <laughs> it's like, wow. the other great selling feature is like when you're there, you're in the rec room, you're literally only like steps away from a convenience store if you want a soda or a coffee or whatever, or it, herbal trucker people. speed. Like, it. yeah. <laughs> Now I am not real trucker speed, real trucker speed outside or what they call is uh, what they're called. Lizards. Lot, yeah. Lot lizards. Yeah. Lot lizards. Those would be the, the prostitutes that go in and outside of the trucks. Uh, and then the, uh, unfortunately, don't ask me how I know this terminology. <laughs> the more heavy set ones are called buffaloes. That's, <laughs> that's, I believe that's, that's <laughs> what the situation is. If a trucker could please confirm. So I'm not, so just to keep me honest here, but uh, I believe that's the, uh, the situation. Uh, but I, I like, a, especially the, the ability to take a shower. Now, I don't know. The, the one thing that's crazy about Bucky's is like the sweaters and their sweater vests and everything with a weird, the beaver kind of logo. I don't know if I'm down with the beaver logo. It just it reminds me too much of Oregon State. It's not an aggressive beaver. It's a very happy, like messed up kind of beaver. It's what yeah. it looks like. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like all his senses are on overdrive. That beaver, that Bucky's beaver. But yeah, I mean, there are some weird things there. There's always like USB stuff. There's always like USB toasters. I've seen like like cigarette lighter, whatever, like TVs and FM radios. It's really the oddest collection of, of technology, of mobile technology you'll ever see in one place is at a truck stop. A lot of a lot of fish t-shirts too. Like that's where I thought Jared did most of his shopping. <laughs> Which is, I mean, it, it's got they have a lot of that. <laughs> right? Would we really be surprised? <laughs> He loves Quick Trip. <laughs> he said yeah. that before. He said that to me on the show. He's like, I, it, apparently the one on the West Coast is not the real Quick Trip. I thought the one out here is is some terrible knockoff for Jared, but uh, uh, he swears by it. He, he's he he'll defend that 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 truck stop hot dog until that's the hill he's uh, willing I mean, to die on. They don't have a lot of options in Central Wisconsin, <laughs> so. <laughs> You're saying show pity on him. He doesn't have much choice. So like a hot dog from there might actually be the best thing he can find in his area. Exactly. Like, I mean, you've got Portillo's out by you. So it's like, I mean, if anyone like was to have a, a Portillo's hot dog, like it, I think like if Jared was to have one of those, his head would literally explode. Like, <laughs> I, I, like if all he's ever had, is just like the truck or the, like the quick stop, Hot dog, like he, his taste buds wouldn't even know what to do. They, they would leap out of, off of his tongue and just like punch him in the face. I, I think he'd be like, well, and I remember his favorite delicacy was a place that served macaroni. He was like, it's like macaroni and cheese pizza, dude. He goes, he wouldn't believe it. I was like, my first thought was like, that sounds disgusting. That sounds yeah. like something on one good thing on top of another good thing i don't know if that all equals a good thing but he's he's like he's like no no i want you to taste it's different so i we look up the website i find the picture of it like i'm thinking like yeah i'm probably judging it too harshly it's probably like it's probably cooked into dough or it's like underneath no 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 it's literally just a slice of pizza with macaroni and cheese on top just literally scooped out like it's a like it's a, a an eighth graders cafeteria like oh hey <laughs> just, just think of that <laughs> could you could you put my macaroni on my pizza slice and the lady's like screw it like fuck it yeah, it's like <laughs> swap you know like right <laughs> i'm like just like he goes no no this is this is the really fancy pizza and i was like okay fancy right. pizza 
I'm like you guys never I'm like I'm like, well, maybe one day I'll have to take you out to California Pizza Kitchen and just like is that what they do like when those those tribes that have never been exposed to civilization. Like when right. Well, but see, like he lived like in the Houston metro area. Like he's had to have had some kind of like culture, and like you got to think of like you know at least like the like the Mexican in- inspired cuisine down in Texas, like the like Tex-Mex kind of stuff. Like you'd yeah. think that, that he'd have a little bit more like refined palate, but he's just like, no, quick stop fucking hot dogs and <laughs> craft macaroni on a, on a like, what the, this I'm going to eat this huge slice of pizza. Could, could you please make it worse somehow? It's like, mm, well, it's pizza. <laughs> Pizza's pretty good. I mean, you can't really fuck a pizza, but like, how could we, how could we make this worse for you? Like, I guess we could just like take a disgusting scoop of runny macaroni and cheese and throw it on top of it. Just <laughs> splat all over the fucking plate. <laughs> Like a mistake that's gone wrong, like a like a, the like the uh, the bottom of a, a dishwasher's uh, sink. Oh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. mm. Sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah no, I grossed myself mm. out. Eric. Yeah, that's, um. <laughs> now that I made Eric throw up, I'm, I'm making myself throw up. Now that I'm really thinking about it. Oh yeah, Sometimes, let's talk about something else now. Oh. I, I finally get credit for a good analogy. That's like, <laughs> uh, let's do some cheap plugs here. And I like this one because I don't have to read it. Yeah. Hopefully I can get through it without vomiting. <laughs> uh, today's episode is brought to you by Shiba Inu. Shib. Shiba Inu token is the most exciting cryptocurrency in the world. Way back in 2021, Shiba Inu became the most popular crypto, surpassing both Dogecoin and Bitcoin on coin market cap. You can buy hashtag SHIB on all the most popular coin exchanges like Mark's favorite of Coinbase, but the best place to find more information is by following at SHIBtoken on Twitter slash X. There you'll find the links to the Discord, the subreddit, Telegram, and everywhere else to find more info on Shiba Inu. Diamond Paws, SHIB to the moon. To the moon! All right. It is time. It is time for Taco No! Ah, psyched out. So, I'm a limit. How about... I'm telling you, it's what all the ancients said, it's what they warned of, it's what we're dealing with. They're demons. They're demons. <laughs> Eric, I, I think if we're going to have that, we have to have the, the constant, continual thing. Like, not in cold storage. I think we need to have it as an active part of every show. Turn the freaking frogs gay. Oh yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> that that needs to, you know, maybe maybe it's time to retire Taco Taco Cat Taco uh, uh, Nano Taco or whatever the hell it's called. And maybe it's time to to put this over and and, and change the, the, the taco segment to making the freaking frogs gay. So. While I look that up, I want to mention that Taco Thursday is our version of Weekly Award Show, where the, we reward the best places, people, things, with the best award anyone can receive a taco. Eric, I appreciate this. If you would kick us off this week and tell us who your first taco is for. For sure. So as to avoid a shock to the system for our listeners, but also to myself, with this first taco of the offseason, I'm keeping to a familiar show theme of college football and gambling and, of course, making fun of LSU. If you're good at a sport, it stands to reason that you feel like you know a little something about the game and the competitive nature and certainly the potential draw of making some money can be an irresistible urge. Most players, though, have learned from the pratfalls of those who've come before 
Pete Rose, Michael Jordan, Calvin Ridley, et cetera, et cetera. Those punishments have ranged from a season-long ban to a lifetime ban from the Hall of Fame, and in Jordan's case, potentially led to the murder of his father because of gambling debts. Still, the urge to wager can be unavoidable, causing some athletes to stake friends or family on making wagers on their behalf, or at the very least, if they do it themselves, trying to hide their identity. (laughs) Anonymity is not the forte of Boutte. I don't know if it was ego or idiocy, but in an award that I'm calling the Bad Beats by Bayou Bengal Boutte, about to get him the boot taco which also would have worked as a clickbait headline, by the way. We find former LSU Tiger, current, at least of his writing anyway, New England Patriots wide receiver, Keishon Boutte, getting arrested in Louisiana this past Thursday on a misdemeanor count of gambling underage and a felony count of computer fraud. Reports issued show that Boutte made absolutely no attempt to hide his identity from various sports books, even using usernames Keishon Boutte 7 and Keishon Boutte 01 while placing more than 8,900 bets in his time between the NCAA and his being drafted to the NFL. Between 2022 and 2023, Boutte wagered over $636,000 in bets losing 81 grand during that period in another huge no-no he placed specific belts on him specific bets i'm sorry on himself including a part of an eight-leg parlay where he tabbed himself at going over 82 and a half receiving yards with a touchdown against florida state which was during opening week of 2022 which did not happen by the way neither the team nor the league have made an official statement regarding what happens next with Butte, but given the precedent it's likely that he will be released or suspended for at least a season if not longer but have no fear i've got a surefire lock bet for that sixth round pick who finishes rookie campaign which is two catches for 19 yards Butte will not be getting into the NFL Hall of Fame, nor will he be winning Jeopardy <laughs> anytime soon. It's difficult to sneak a file into Taco, so we'll just put these here aside for you, Keishon. You can pick them up when you get out. I bet that they reheat really nice. <laughs> it's 8,927 bets. So like out of that 407-day time frame, so that would have been 22 bets per day. That would be an average, according to this article, one thousand five hundred sixty-six dollars a day. That's insane. Gambling. How can you bet every day? He he must bet on like he must have been betting on NBA, and NHL, like in first of everything, all, like anything and everything. Like, yeah, he, he must have been betting. First of all, anyone who who's who puts together an eight leg parlay is is a fucking degenerate. Like there's <laughs> like there's no one who's like, yeah, oh, I just you know, I I just like to play a few bucks. I just like to, you know, make a better two. If you put together an eight leg parlay, you you've got a fucking problem. Like <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean I've done that, but I mean obviously not to the level of uh, of this guy. I mean I'm putting like I'm putting like an eighteen parlay down or something like on a five or ten dollar wager with the potential like if everything pans out that I'm going to win, you know, three grand or something. Like, I think he had like three G's on that on that eight. That's, that's crazy. Well, I mean, there's something to be said about like confidence in yourself. I mean, that's good to have, but I mean, that's a little too much confidence in yourself. Like, yeah. And the name, uh, yeah, the name. That's the other cringe thing. Him not even trying to hide. What's with college football? I mean, these guys, like Connor Stallions, it, all his accounts for on Venmo were like Connor's 
Stallions 01. There's <laughs> just like no, like no one has a cruel code name or nickname anymore. Everyone just goes by like their initials. It's kind of boring. Like I well, thought, it's just, yeah, either like idiocy or like unoriginality or just like the the ego that they think that they're untouchable or you know foolishly not thinking that they're doing anything wrong. I think in Butte's case, it was probably just like yeah, a little idiocy and also just like you know just. <laughs> I mean, the audacity to think like, oh, you know, no one's going to catch me, even though I'm using my own ass name. Like, <laughs> like, wouldn't it be so much better if it was like, you know, if he, if he was like, uh, like, like Peach Eater 69 or some shit. <laughs> like, it would be so much better. Like, not only was he gambling on his games, his code name was blah, 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 and it would literally be carried with him all the time. Like, I really thought when we, like, we were in that era in American history, like like ten years ago. Gosh, it doesn't seem like ten years ago. Like they're about like, oh, the hacker known as Guccifer, the hacker known as this, the hacker known as that. Like, I was like, this is great. Like everyone's just going to be known by their screen handle names, and at one point, like <laughs> the the news is going to have to be. And which kind of happened with the Wall Street bets thing it was like they're like, oh yeah, you know, the man known as Roaring, Roaring Kitten, or uh, they, they never says other name on Reddit, Deep Fucking Value. They're like, it's kind of funny. They're like, yeah, you know this guy. You know, Deep Fucking Value is going to testify more for Congress. Like, we need that. I can't. I can't do anything with K Butte One. Like, come on, man. Like, yeah, like add I a mean, little you, flair. Right. You got the last name Butte. Like, I mean, at least go like Juicy Juicy Butte juicy or something. Butte, but, yeah. Okay. Or get that booty, or you know. <laughs> Like, like boutique, like T-H-I-C-C, yeah, like something, yeah, like just no effort. No, it this, you know what they say, man. With these millennials, they don't want to work. That's that's what people <laughs> of our generation say. They, right? they just they just want to slide on by, go make videos <laughs> of themselves, looking into a ring camera, crying about how they can't afford a house, but also what their favorite Starbucks drinks is. That, that's what they want to do. Meanwhile, he's spending, you know, $1,300 a day. (laughs) It's like, I love, I I love the ones of the, it's almost now I know it's fetishized. I know no one's watching this on Instagram other than people who are, who are getting the thrill out of this. But when like, there's like a a young girl and she's like, I can't believe I have to work 40 hours a week, every single week. And you only get a little bit of time during the year. That doesn't seem fair. And in Europe, this and Europe, that, and you're like, it's like, Last year, when you saw the the guy at the Oklahoma hat crying, and you were like, <laughs> "Privilege, fuck this guy! Look at him in the crowd crying, like, like fuck him!" And I was like, "Aw, here's a guy who's truly hurt." <laughs> when I hear a girl on Instagram or TikTok talking about the, the terror, a twenty year old girl talking about the terrors of working forty hours a week and how it's so much better in Europe, I'm like, I'm almost like, "Good." <laughs> wow, I hope they're stealing your tips. You oh deserve God. it. <laughs> Jesus. But maybe I'm alone. Maybe I'm alone in that extreme opinion. <laughs> I don't let know. Me, right in. Right in. Yeah. Well, let me know. Am I wrong? Am I right? In true Reddit fashion, am I the asshole here? Because I don't feel like it. <laughs> I probably am. Okay. Well, let me get to my first taco. I call this award the country must be countrywide taco. And I'm giving it to a college baller. From the Pac-12, more specifically, the Cal Golden Bears starting point guard, Jalen Cohn. Now, Jalen Cohn is the starting point guard for the California Golden Bears in the Pac-12. Beyond his prowess on the college basketball court, Cohn has a hidden talent. He can sing. 
and he's been known to captivate audiences with his country tunes. A recent gig at the SAE House showcased his musical skills, where he had everyone grooving to his version of Whiskey Glasses. And let me, uh, we'll compare this one. We'll see if this one is uh, uh, how this compares to uh, the the strong East Coast uh, uh, or the strong Tennessee accent. Yeah, this is down home. That's the starting point guard for the California Golden Bears. Now, the enigma surrounding how Cohn ended up at the impromptu performance adds an extra layer of intrigue. Was he a fraternity member? Was he recruited by a buddy? Or perhaps was it even a paid gig? Regardless, this award celebrates Jalen's unique combination of basketball finesse and musical prowess. And I'm rooting for success as he heads to Nashville, armed with a killer jump shot and a guitar. May he strike it rich. Make us proud with his undeniable talent in both basketball and country music. And in the words of Morgan Wallen himself, take care of that, that pussy ass mother. Oh, wait, no, you know what? Maybe you should don't <laughs> don't quote him. Just in fact, just just sing his songs. You don't have to don't 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 quote him. Don't emulate Morgan Wallen said, yeah, yeah. Just <laughs> you, you can like the music. Just don't don't repeat what he said. But until then, enjoy your Mark Show talk. You're pretty good for for a college kid. I mean wait till I get to my these 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 cow kids are are <laughs> something amazing they're really really lighting up the sports world uh I know you're not a, the biggest country fan in the world but uh what did you think about that song I was waiting to hear whiskey glasses because that's actually one that I can tolerate like that's a, a Morgan Wallen song that isn't uh doesn't make me want to you know claw my eardrums out so oh, here we go uh, <laughs> here, I hear I thought they pulled that video I found it here yes yeah a little bit a little bit out of tune more better in his first mm-hmm. in his first yeah uh, tiktok in his impromptu performance here let me see here's another one That's more crowd work, but I, I dig it. Yeah. I dig it. I mean, not terrible, not terrible. Let me, let me give you that one more time here. This is a room full of kids, white <laughs> kids at Cal Berkeley. <laughs> <laughs> and they're singing along to Morgan Wallen's song, Go Figure, sung by the uh, young black student who's the starting point guard for the basketball team. Just, we, we're there. Like, we, we've, like, like, I, like Martin Luther King's dream, are we like 90% there, right? Like, we're <laughs> close, right? Wow. <laughs> more less than that i mean we're, i kind of feel like that close. wasn't his dream was to have uh, a young black kid singing uh morgan wallet uh i kind of think that that was you know maybe not what he had in mind but i don't know yeah, uh, 
I think he'd be more upset about the the working conditions than the people who are working Cal Berkeley. But yeah, it just kind of awesome story. Uh, it, I don't know if he'll pan out in in, in the NBA. Uh, it seems like a guy who would be able to play in overseas, but I don't know if he'll, he's quite an NBA talent just yet. But still, there's always room to grow and develop. But hey, if he doesn't, if the basketball thing doesn't work out, he can always uh, rely on the fraternity gigs. Uh, nice sing along guys. He'd be you have a nice cover band. Get some other. Uh, NBA musicians like uh, Wayman Tisdale, I think, is still alive. He plays a couple different instruments. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, if he gets drafted uh, to the NBA and he goes to Memphis, I mean, uh, Nashville's just a stone's throw. Like he could always just hop over in the off season to you know try his hand at. Uh, yeah, get a couple things going, man. That he could be like uh, Luke Combs or his Morgan Wallen. Just start writing songs, start doing your own songs there, and. Hopefully you'll you'll get Justin Biebered and picked out of the crowd and someone will do something with you. Maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> All right. Who's your next taco for? Okay. I've ripped on LSU. Now it's time to balance it out. Well, a little bit anyway, from the college gridiron to the college hardwood, we're talking about LSU Shreveport. <laughs> I think even <laughs> casual fans probably have a decent idea of the commitment that goes into coaching. I'm sure some of our listeners out there coach their kids traveling teams and know that even that level of commitment is plenty. And the higher the level, the higher the involvement. And when you're talking about college, that involves logging a lot of travel, not to mention game planning, strategy, and getting teenagers and young adults to buy into your tactics and Still, all of this says nothing about recruiting new talent on top of those other myriad responsibilities. It's a tall order, to say the least. So special attention needs to be given to a special individual. And in a Yahoo Sports piece written by Jeff Eisenberg, from which I got my information and inspiration, we get exactly that. In an award that I'm calling the I'll Sleep When I'm Dead Taco, (laughs) we find LSU Shreveport men's basketball head coach, Kyle Blankenship being asked by athletic director Lucas Morgan to not only coach the men's team, which he has done successfully for the past 12 seasons, but this year also to coach the women's team. When the previous women's coach resigned abruptly just two weeks before tip-off, the athletic director asked Blankenship to do the previously unheard of. Morgan told Yahoo Sports, quote, Kyle's the type of person who is willing to take on any challenge you put in front of him, but I wasn't sure how he was going to respond to this. We were asking him to run two practices, to recruit two teams, to coach twice in the same night. It was double the amount of work, end quote. Blankenship was obviously hesitant, wanting to help out, but concerned that he'd missed too many practices and games due to scheduling conflicts. But after a review of the team schedules, where he saw that there was only a single day where the teams played simultaneously in different states, Blankenship did the smart thing, deferred to his wife, Alexis, <laughs> who told him uh, that she knew that he was capable of doing it. After a similar vote of confidence from the players on his men's team, he took on the challenge. Both the squads have winning records and are vying for contention of a conference title and are favored wow. to have deep runs in the NAIA tournament. I urge everyone to give a read to Jeff Eisenberg's article because there's so much more to the story that can be covered here. Just know, Kyle Blankenship, that these evil Mark tacos are given to you with Wrigley's paw of approval, not in sarcastic jest, but in earnest admiration and appreciation for going above and beyond and coaching two collegiate teams to success. Enjoy, because eating these might be the only respite you get until April. <laughs> yeah, talk about, talk about burning the candle on both ends. Oh, my God. And uh, I'm reading his, his uh, profile here with uh, LSUSA Athletics, and they're saying he began his coaching career at LSUS, 
uh, while also playing one season as he finished his playing career in 2006 for the Pilots. As a player and coach, Blankenship helped the Pilots to a 106-27 record, two regular season Gulf Coast Athletic Conference titles, four consecutive Gulf Coast Atlantic Conference tournament championships, and four straight NAIA national tournament appearances. And now here he is coaching both teams. Wow, just amazing. <laughs> like, how does they talk about all the time, like a, a coach not having any time for his wife? Well, if you believe uh, Friday Night Lights, like even a high school coach doesn't have any time for his family. A, a guy who's coaching the men's and women's team, and they're actually good in a, in 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 one of the top levels of college basketball. Super impressive. Yeah, there was a story in there, and again, I urge everyone to go check out uh, check out Jeff Eisenberg's uh, full article because obviously this was just you know skimming the surface. But there was a story in there about how kind of. He gelled with the women's uh, team by they had uh, a men's basketball game. And then after the game, he drove like 300 miles or wow. something within the same day to get to uh, another state to kind of to go to the women's game that night. And was kind of just like, you know, grabbing a quick meal in the parking lot as the girls uh, team bus arrived so that he can kind of meet them there to go in there and coach. And that kind of, you know, they were so thrilled that he was there that kind of you know endeared him you know that he was like fully bought into you know committing to both so a really really cool thing so so look for that one that will have the name of the taco and that will be with hashtag ems 207 uh look for that one on twitter so if you're hearing this right now you can go check out us on twitter and you'll see that link look for that hashtag and then you'll have that link right to that story Uh, or if you want to look it up yourself yahoo sports and the author is Jeff Eisenberg, senior writer with Yahoo Sports. Uh, let me get to my next taco. So, I can't tell you why we get to the first official show of the offseason here, and I can't get, I can't back away from California running, California athletes. But here we go with another taco to a California Golden Bear. This time to running back Jaden Ott. I call this taco. Cal Golden Bear loves furries, and he cannot lie, Taco. And I'm giving it to Ott because he is the unsung comedic hero in the Pac-12. The six-foot Dynamo made a splash with 897 rushing yards as a freshman and a whopping 1,300 yards and 12 touchdowns in his sophomore year. But Ott just isn't about the stats. He's a master of trolling. Remember the six-second portal stunt? He actually entered the portal for six seconds just to (laughs) troll the administration. Uh, And this week, he added a posed photo with the Cal Berkeley official furry group that's on campus. He added a, some selfies with the furries to his 4chan like legacy, giving a nod to thriving, the thriving furry community at Cal Berkeley. And as classes started, Ott dropped another surprising bomb. Now, during a class at Cal Berkeley, Cal Berkeley is famously known for being one of the most, probably the most liberal university in the country. Uh, during most class, uh, uh, Day one icebreakers, uh, something that's included at Cal Berkeley that's normalized there is when you mention who you are, you mention who you, what your pronouns are uh, to be more inclusive. And Ott took this opportunity to, you tell me, to honor the pronoun or to do a little trolling because Ott believes uh, he is him. My name is Jaden. My pronoun is him. Uh, I'm a third year. Uh, my major is pre-law. <laughs> if you didn't hear that, he said his his pronoun is he is him, which of course is a TikTok Gen Z zinger uh, about him being the one or the person proving Ott is not just a football star, but a comedic force in the making. 
So cheers to Hot making football and furry fandom collide in unexpected and entertaining ways in a place like Cal Berkeley uh, for being inclusive, for not taking yourself too seriously, and being an overall cool dude. Cool dude. I'm giving Ott his evil Mark Shotaka with a Wrigley's Paw of approval. I don't know what his next move is, both on or off the field, but I can't wait to see. Congrats to Cal Cal's back-to-back Taco Award winners, and uh, he is him. Him. Wow, that's this is the first time that Cal's went back to back anything in a long ass time. Right? <laughs> wow, uh, that loss from those two years ago really, uh, <laughs> damn, <laughs> you right to the shots fired. Yeah, the, the success is few and far between. Cal, we just barely beat Cal. We barely lost to Marshall. Cal. That that was uh, that was bad enough, but we did beat Cal. <laughs> that was a yeah that. Being that close to Cal was was uncomfortable, though. Yes, that's true. Uh, I mean, is, is this guy is he a shitlord? Is he a troll, or is he is he is he a fun guy? Well, where do you read this? I read this as like I hope he's a shitlord. I hope he's a troll, but like, <laughs> it, it, or is he just kind of having fun there? What, what do he's you doing it for him? the yucks? It looks like him, and it, yeah, like the whole like portal thing. Like if he thought like six seconds isn't enough to like really freak him out, like you'd think like maybe word would start to, I don't know if even six minutes is enough for to get trending. Like six hours would be probably something that's just like. <laughs> You get the coaching staff like really freaked out, like having like kind of trying to contact you, like what's going on? I thought you were staying. What's what? What is all this? Like you got to think like maybe six hours would have been better than six seconds. But I mean, obviously, yeah, it looks like he's you know he does things for the laughs and yeah, college is supposed to be about having fun, right? So he should be an old Miss. Who who else is, would appreciate <laughs> nonsense like yeah. that other than Lincoln? yeah, the, the two alpha trolls though you can. <laughs> Oh, that's true. I think there's there's not enough room. You have to have like almost an entire like uh, expanse of country in between them. There's like yeah, they, they're, they're like black holes that they would kind of like yeah converge on each other. Uh, unlike the Sith, you know, the Sith you have a master and an apprentice. There can only be the two. Like with this, there can only be the one in in, in a given area. It's like uh, mm-hmm. it's like franchise rights. Like here, <laughs> the Bucky's is here. It can be here, <laughs> but there can't be one nearby. I love how we wedge in a Star Wars, Star Wars rule of two, like just a little, just casual conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I, last week uh, I got a little feedback. There were there were there was at least one emailer uh, who was oh yeah it was Jenna Pete. She's like you know Alex Jones makes a bunch of good points on his breakdown of the prequel. She's like you know he's absolutely right, and I was like well he gets the plot points right. Right. I mean, that, that was the most that I've ever agreed with Alex Jones on anything. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was like, I, I, but there was a total blind spot there. He could have easily compared the Jedi Council to the Bilderberg group. I mean, it's right there, <laughs> right there for the taking. And he didn't go for it. I mean, come on, man. <laughs> the robes, well, the weird rituals, their own library. Yeah, it's all, dude, come on. No it's, owls, though. Like, how, how did Lucas not include owls? Like, what the fuck is wrong? Yeah, I, I, I think they're dressed like owls with those weird brown uh, <laughs> robes. True. See, they're, they were in plain sight. Yeah, just he didn't. <laughs> He didn't think it all the way through. I mean, I, I don't doubt his Star Wars fandom, but he really should have been thinking a little bit. He should have been pushing yeah. it further. <laughs> Alex, Alex Jones, let me be the first one who's ever said this in the history of the entire universe. I don't think Alex Jones went far enough. <laughs> <laughs> 
Let me, let me be the one who said that. <laughs> a real um, show restraint, Mark. <laughs> who's your next taco for? Or your last taco for? Yes, lastly, to the ice. Or maybe it's the wrestling ring. I wasn't too sure in researching the story that I'm bringing to you, which I'm calling the he turns him blue on the blue line, chokes him out in the crease, taco. Up north, a eh, to Canada and a minor league game in the Pacific Junior Hockey League between the Richmond Sockeyes and the North Vancouver Wolfpack. <laughs> the Sockeyes, <laughs> that's right. The Sockeyes were winning five to one, and the game was winding down, but tempers were flaring up with about six minutes to go in the game when a fisticuff fracas ensued. Sockeyes defenseman. Ethan Grishin got Wolfpack goalie Evan Paul into a quote-unquote guillotine choke for more than 20 seconds until Paul collapsed unconscious onto the ice. The Wolfpack issued a statement advising that Paul was listed as day-to-day recovering from what was listed as a quote-unquote severe injury. Six players received penalties. (laughs) You okay? I'm just, I'm just, I, I never thought hockey could get more violent. Wow. <laughs> wow. Did you watch the video? It's no, crazy. I'm saving it. I was, I'm going to play the video for when you get done. I'm like, I, I, okay. I, I, I'm, I'm, I hope it's as good as <laughs> this yes. whole description. <laughs> Six players received penalties, including the knocked out <laughs> Evan Paul. Uh, Ethan Grishin earned a two-minute minor for slashing, as well as a five-minute major for what was ruled as a, quote, blow to the head, a quote, which also came with a game misconduct penalty that had him sit out the remainder of the game. Grishin will likely be put on ice, pun very much intended, with a lengthy suspension, as this is his third suspension of the season. Oh, he's like the Draymond Green of minor league hockey. What the fuck? Exactly. Uh, I'm not awarding these EMS tacos to Ethan Grishin because the chokeout was too excessive, even for an enforcer in a hockey scrum. I am awarding them to the victim, Evan Paul. He can enjoy them as soon as he can return to eating <laughs> solid food. Okay. I got to, let me play this clip. I, I, I'm fascinated here. Let me see. Damn you, bro. Bible. Here we go. You know what you don't see on Bro Bible enough? Like, someone must have, Paige Spearnax people must have stopped giving them money because I don't hear about her at all. <laughs> at all. Like, unbelievably, it went from every single article last year in the offseason was like, Paige Spearnax got a new backstroke. It's like, okay, who? I'm literally stalling for this video that will not play. Let me. <laughs> Let me go to watch it on X. Maybe X is the problem. I couldn't imagine Elon Musk being the problem. I they just here. who said we cut it? We 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 expected this the whole time. Well, I said this a while back. It was going to be a little more aggressive. We can see the referee getting his riot pad out. Zampanta comes inside. Zampanta Lind trying to separate a few things out. Strand took exception to what Paul did. I shouldn't say Strand. I should correct myself. A line brawl. This reminds me of January 18th, yeah. 2014, Calgary versus Vancouver at yeah, Rogers but this, Arena. This, this isn't what I call a line brawl. A line brawl is five on five, I, I, all fighting. I agree. This is nothing close to that. I've seen this well, happen well, a lot. You see him, uh, you see him oh, down yeah. right now. And out, Evan right? Paul. And then you.
There's a guy lying unconscious. <laughs> yeah, if you watch I, anyone that goes to seek that out, which you know we'll tweet that out, but watch the the right hand side of the screen where you'll see the guy just like the referee's over there trying to like it doesn't seem like he's trying very hard though. Like the guy's got him in a chokehold, and then all of a sudden you just see his body just slump to the ice. Like it's it's kind of disturbing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm like, I'm like, this guy just fucking passed out. He's just like, boom, he hits the deck. Uh, I, I love the announcers. Like, 14 Calgary cool. versus Vancouver. At yeah, Rogers but this, this, this isn't what I call a line brawl. A line brawl is five on five, I, I, all fighting. I agree. This is nothing close to that. I've seen this football happen football a lot. You see him. Uh, you see <laughs> like, him. This fight ain't shit right now. This guy <laughs> just got knocked the fuck out. That's nothing. Like, I remember a fight at the Rogers Center and blah blah blah. <laughs> yeah, it's like unless it's five on five where they're wearing their skates on their hands and using them as <laughs> boxing gloves. This ain't yeah. shit. <laughs> I saw one time where a guy turned into a Wolverine, <laughs> ripped out the other guy's chest. It was crazy. <laughs> Antiminium skeleton, I believe it was. <laughs> hell of a hell, hell of a four checker, that guy. <laughs> Can't remember what happened to him. No, I mean it's 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 ridiculous. It's just like, <laughs> oh my gosh, that that guy got him in a real hole. That's yeah. Look for that EMS two oh seven. You got to see the video. It's unbelievable uh it, i i and i love by the way the other my the other thought here right, is the the sockeyes as a name for for, yes. <laughs> for a team that's great that's just wonderfully minor league hockey it reminds me of the tucson gila monsters of the uh the ihl and of course the phoenix roadrunners the the Oh, one of my one of my favorites was the Long Beach Ice Dog. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty cool. And they are very cool. And then there was the traveling team. The uh, it sounds it doesn't ring very well together, but they were the they were the Russian Red Penguins. Uh, no, they were the Russian Red Army Penguins, and the logo was uh-huh. basically like a penguin with like a little old Soviet style uh, CCP jersey. And, okay. uh, they were a traveling team for they. They weren't really Russians. They were like Kazakhstan, Belarus, and like I think uh, some guys are from Russia. But it was like uh, they were a, a traveling team that just played in the IHL for like a couple of years. Uh, Sockeyes, man, that's that's damn good. That's damn good for for a hockey team name. <laughs> I like and it. That guy, yeah. In in this is his third suspension this year. Yeah. Wow, that's some enforcer. Like maybe he should get like he. It, it seems like he should, with that kind of skill, he should be like a, I don't know, like a police officer in Minnesota or something. Like, oh, I don't wow. know. Or like maybe <laughs> Kansas somewhere. Like, I don't know. He just, he, it, it, it really rings to me like a, a guy who's got, he could do a lot of damage for you at a very, very, get him a badge <laughs> and a uniform. He's going to cause some terror. No <laughs> doubt. All right. Let me get to my last talk though, before I say anything worse. All right. So, Snoop in his early 30s at the time used to be around the USC program a lot, both on and off the field. He would often pull up to practice just to hang out and run some routes. That is why I'm giving him this taco, which I am calling, geez, now I'm realizing, I'm calling this the hot boxing Heisman candidate, and I'm giving it to Snoop Dogg and Wendy's superstar commercial man and former Heisman Trophy winner, it was stripped from him, Reggie Bush. Uh, and like I said, Snoop Dogg would hang out with the team. And I have a clip from him way back in the day, hanging out with the 2010s uh, uh, USC football team. Just Snoop Dogg, 
randomly showing up to your practice to, I don't know, just spit some bars. Yeah, just Snoop Dogg, just showing up, just to hang out, have have some fun with the guys, just to go there, sing along. Now, picture this, another scene. After practice, Snoop Dogg, the legendary rapper, would casually invite football players to kick back at his place and even took a few lucky ones on tour. Now, here's where it gets interesting. Snoop used to scoop up Lindale White, a well-known cannabis enthusiast, from his classes just to share a smoke. Now, imagine being 18, discovering that Snoop Sweet is on a whole other level, and then getting used to that next level high. Meanwhile, in the midst of the record-setting 2005 season, Reggie Bush found himself in the same car and in a, in a peculiar situation. While Snoop and Lindale were cruising and toking, Bush, his backfield mate, was seeking some fresh air. But here's the kicker. On at least one occasion, they didn't let him roll the windows up. Snoop and his crew refused to roll down the windows, essentially hotboxing the Heisman winning trophy, trophy winner. Talk about a wild ride during a historic season. Let me uh, let Snoop break this down for you uh, if I can find the clip. Oh, here we go. Ew, what's your best story with Snoop? Well, well, how did you I meet went Snoop? On tour with Snoop? So it's crazy. One day, yeah, yeah, so, yeah, it's um, already good. One day, um, like we were winning, and you, he, he's always been an SC guy. Him and his wife, um, Shantae, his because her cousin actually went to um, USC. He was a, a safety for us. Um, so they they were always around the program. And Herschel Dennis was from Long Beach. Was the running back. He was pretty big with her. I mean, with um, Snoop, and he knew him so. One time after practice, like, he's like, I want you to go with me somewhere. And I went over there. And, like, as I go over there, um, you know, like, we open up the trailer or whatnot. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? You know what I'm saying? And we walk in. And all I do is he's like, L motherfucking W. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. I'm looking like, what the f this is, You know what I'm saying? I'm yeah. freaking out like, this is Snoop right now. You know what I'm saying? And he's like, 2-1. You know what I mean? He <laughs> giving me, like, Colorado gangster. You know, he just yeah, yeah, like, yeah. how does he know all this shit? But I'm like... Right. Once you know him, you understand that football is what he does. So he that he knows everybody like that. And he's, you know, he's like, man, you cold. And we just start talking and I'm on that plane. I mean, on the something like this, uh, getting so high, it's ridiculous with Snoop. And I ain't no way I was going to turn down that fade. And he passing it. When I'm grabbing that when I'm hitting it. And I just remember at one point, I know I fell asleep for at least 30 minutes, but yeah. he probably was used to it because that kush was crazy strong. I'm coming from Colorado, so. He's killing people. Man, he was. He's I'm killing people out there. Before it became super exotic, all the crazy names, it was just some OG kush, and that shit used to pound me. I'm like, man. So the, I'm in there, and they're just hanging, and then I remember the next day, he's like, man, you come out to the house and come hang out. We're cooking all that. And I'm like, wait, what? And we had the sidekicks. And, you hey, know that was the best phone. I swear, and yeah. he had the BlackBerry yeah. Pearl. Those yeah, phones we all had, had yeah. Like, yeah. The info. We send like, like we was. It was crazy, man. The next day, we pull up to the house behind the gates, and I'm just like, this is fucking nuts. I'm hanging out with Snoop Dogg. Were you a little bit nervous to go back to the house, knowing you were to get so high again? Um, nah. See, then I would have been terrified. Like, I, I, can't, I can't go through that again. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was ready. Then I'm like, nah. I got something for that. I'm a. I, I know how to pace myself. I ain't got to hit every blunt. You know. Yeah. What I mean? I, one time, pass it and get it off me, man. But nah, I was. I was 18. I was so anxious to go to Snoop Dogg's house. Yeah. Right. Then I met, you know, um. Corday and um, you know um, his kids Corey and all them like I, like I was I knew them you know what I'm saying I'm hanging out with them they coming to the games they wearing my jerseys and stuff. it was crazy man um, his wife Shantae was like she was one of our big sisters she would come pick us up you know get us some food or whatever like she was nice 
as hell, man. It was crazy. I was just like, I can't believe this is my life. And then that was like my freshman year. So the whole time I'm at USC, I'm with Snoop. This this yeah. never stops. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Picks me up from class. Like, I'll never forget the girls that came in there like, man, Snoop Dogg's outside. <laughs> like, you want to take your book bag and walk out there? I, I we had class checkers and all. At that point, I didn't care, man. Yeah. I remember Snoop or Pete calling and I'm like, man, is Lindell with you? And he's like, man, shut up, nigga. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'll never forget it. How did Pete handle that? Well, he was mad as hell. <laughs> That's the coolest thing ever. Lindell White uh, telling that story. Uh, just, uh, man, they talk about boosters and NIL before that was allowed, man. <laughs> Dog gets to hang out with everybody there. Again, Trojans, being uncomfortably cool uh or, or annoyingly cool uh it, it's a shame that it, it couldn't have happened to anybody else like ucla or or any other pac-12 team except usc but i do got to give them some uh, tacos for that uh and congrats usc congrats 2010 trojans and congrats congrats snoop doggy dog doggy who doggy dog now that we got our high on let's get our grub on with some evil mark show tacos the only food to eat after hotboxing the Heisman. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's unbelievable. Uh, so really close to that program. I didn't even realize it was a family connection that he was so, that was why he was so close to USA. Yeah, that makes it a little bit better, I guess, at least that it, it wasn't just, it was just a fan because that would just be too unbearable for, for someone that cool to actually be a USC just fan. Like if there was, a family connection, at least, is just like okay. Well, he didn't have a choice. Like, so is he is he like the coolest, like the coolest notable notable person affiliated with your rival? Like, I'm trying to think. Like, like I'm trying to think of people from Arizona that like people who graduated from the University of Arizona who like I like like. Or who would be the coolest? Let me give you some of the ones from the University of Arizona so we can try to figure out which one's the coolest. Like Steve Kerr. Gronk. Yeah, I guess Gronk is up there. Steve Kerr would be up there. He's kind of a, a likable guy. Uh, yeah. Courtney Kardashian. No. Um, how about Kristen Wiig? Okay. Yeah, she's uh, Nicole Richie. Yeah, she is a wildcat. Nicole Richie, definitely not. Um, how about do you like uh um oh now we're getting further down Bob Dole? Any love for Bob Dole? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Uh yeah, then, then we start Gary Shanley. Okay, yeah. Okay. Instantly yeah. he he fires up to the top of my list. Um yeah. Greg, how about Greg Kinnear? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's always solid. He always I think cr- Shanley's gonna be there. Yeah, she has uh, got to be. You're not, you're not topping that, I don't think. Uh, Kinnear gets to be in the top 10, but really, I mean, it, 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 we get Craig T. Nelson, also a Wildcat. Okay. Oh, Jerry Brockheimer. I, I, I'm willing to put him up there in the middle. All right. How about Geraldo Rivera? No. No. Give him that one. Paige Spiernak. No shit. Are you serious? <laughs> yes. I'm reading through the list of notable <laughs> University of Arizona alums. <laughs> She's next to Mike Bibby and Luke Walton. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so she's got to be up on the list unless Bro Bible sponsoring the list. Uh, Caroline Ray. Oh, that's probably she might be the gosh, yeah, that that's a really tough. 
I got to think the USC one is, 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 well, there's Will Ferrell. Well, yeah. Uh, let me see. Uh, USC alumni. Right. Oh, as, as, <laughs> as a Notre Dame fan, which one do you think you would like? Let me give you a couple of USC ones. Give, give me a like Will name Ferrell. Here. What about Zach Efron? No. no. Uh, USC graduate Neil Armstrong. Uh, I mean, respect what he did, but. No, nah, but no. <laughs> USC graduate Tom Selleck. <sighs> Mustache. Uh, yeah, I'll give him a pass, I guess. Okay. How about Dave Franco? No. Uh, oh, let me see. Timothy Oliphant. Oh, Come seriously? On. Yes. He's a He's USC a, guy. Oh, fuck, man. <laughs> I really, I really like that guy. That that hurts me on a level that I can't even describe. Like I, I had no idea. I fucking love that guy. I had no, uh, you had no idea he was a Trojan. <laughs> oh man, I got to rethink some things now. I, oh. I was, come on, he's got to be on the cool on the cool USC Trojan list. He's, that guy is, yeah, he's, he's awesome. number he's number one with a bullet, man. Like for sure, yeah, like he he surpasses Will Ferrell. I I fucking love Timothy Olyphant. I had no, I had no idea that, no clue. This is another one that's shocking. I feel Force Whitaker. Force Whitaker. Oh God damn it! Yeah, it. <laughs> yeah stop reading. I'm, I'm not, uh, this, this is hurting me. This is giving me like existential crisis here. Like, let, let me see if there's anything else uh, that's really, I really, really terrible. Like Force Whitaker, awesome. Uh, yeah, it's like when you talk about like OJ, it's like that. That's easy to kind of like. Yeah, like that. no, yeah, he's he's on the no list. But when you're like, you got Civil Shepherd. Here's about. Here's one you can deny. How about Nick Lachey? No, fuck him. <laughs> yeah. Okay, uh, we're we're back to now. We're back into. Oh, Kevin Feig. Oh, the Marvel. Yeah. So this kind of explains everything, right? Now that we realize that the successful early run. <laughs> the the petering petering out at the end here, man. I'm not liking this. I, I'm still like I'm shook about that Timothy Timothy Olyphant. Like, I'm hoping that that's just like that's a typo, and then to like, oh, it was like uh, now I, I, I have to know. Now I, I we we have to reach out well, to the. Hopefully, it's like Santa Clara or something like. Let me, let me see. Family their early supporting education. No alma mater. University of Southern California BFA, Bachelor in Fine Arts. Fuck. Yes, that is confirmed. Uh, Timothy Oliphant, full Trojan. Oh, damn it. Also a Pe- Peabody Award winner. Uh, great movies. I'm trying to think of like uh, great in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Great in um, uh, Snowden. It was really good in Snowden. Uh, oh man. Wasn't he? In, he was one of those diehards too. He was in. Um, yeah, he was. Uh, Live free or die hard. Yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah, the guy's oh, solid. Obviously, solid. the you know lead in Justified, which uh, was several seasons. He uh, was also in uh, Santa Clarita Diet, which is a really good show on Netflix with Drew Barrymore. Um, Fargo. Uh, yeah. Also a noted voice in uh, uh, in American Dad. Yeah. Uh, part of Gone in sixty seconds. Um, oh yeah, Gross. Nick Cage. Like that's wow. I'm ugh. this is this is I'm really giving you terrible news. <laughs> yeah, this is like this hurts. <laughs> Cat, 
Cat, uh, talk to Eric. Talk to Eric. You having an unnatural allegiance to losers does not like you. <laughs> <laughs> anytime I will, anytime I can use that sound, we use that sound. <laughs> Like, I, I was watching. I saw that whole interview, and when I when he said that, I was like, "That is like the greatest thing a guy's ever said to another guy." I just that is really cool. Just point Which blank. Would, that, and then an would be, elite. That'd be a good soundbite for uh, Jennifer. <laughs> that is true. That is very true. You having an unnatural allegiance to losers does not like you. <laughs> the best part is the it's not like you because it's one thing to be like <laughs> you like losers. <laughs> <laughs> it's, said, it's said with such concern. Let me, yeah. like, let me make the way for Cat one more time. You having an unnatural allegiance to losers is not like you. It's not like you. <laughs> Just so wonderful. So yeah, you're right. I think I think we have Jennifer Sound. Uh, and uh, before we get to the closeout here, uh, I it was requested. If you ask. It will be received. Correspond, correspond to the colors in the rainbow soap. And it goes from red up to blue because I didn't have enough room for purple and also because water is blue and the frog formation. Correspond to the colors in. Nope, I fucked up. Never mind. <laughs> I thought I had it queued up. I don't know why it's so hard to find this clip every single time I want to listen to Turning the Frogs Gay. I, I, I don't was know say, why. Like, what the hell? Like, did I request this? I don't remember yeah. requesting that. <laughs> every else single <laughs> friggin time uh er- alex jones turning the frogs gay remix yeah gay frogs gay frogs i yeah this so is far i've made three different soaps out of this frog mold and this is no this is not it this is <laughs> this is the mandela effect occurring right now oh no here it is okay, it's just me it's just me clicking on the wrong button. I wonder if <laughs> most conspiracies can be solved like that. No, 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 never mind. Never mind. <laughs> I fucked up. I'm sorry. I just, I just, I don't know what I was saying. I got confused. It was early. You know what? It, it, like a true, like, like a true bad employer or true terrible person. They, I always love the like, oh, I haven't had any coffee yet. Like, <laughs> that's like right. oh, that's your excuse. Like, that's your excuse. Like, okay. I don't like them putting chemicals in the water that turn the friggin' frogs gay. Do you understand that? Turn the friggin' frogs gay. Serious crap. Gay. Frogs friggin' frogs. It's not funny. I'm going to say it real slow for you. Gay. Frogs. (laughs) That is is funnier than it it has any right to be. (laughs) So as we wrap up the show. Frogs gay. Don't you understand me? Jeez. <laughs> uh, <laughs> as we wrap up the show, I want to mention <laughs> at Shib Token. At Shib Token. So uh, if you feel like you missed a boat on cryptocurrency with Bitcoin or Dogecoin, you feel like I missed out, I was late to the party, you are not. There is a new cryptocurrency, has over $5 billion in valuation. Uh, a cryptocurrency is judged not only by its worth, by what its value is in the market, but also by its use. Is it actual, uh, tangible? Can it be used for anything besides trading? And it can. It's used in everyday functions, in microtransactions and video games. It's accepted at your local movie theater. Shiba Inu is a token you need to learn more information about if you have not studied cryptocurrency before. And the best place to find information. I don't even want you to go buy SHIB. What I want you to do is just find more information about SHIB. Go to at ship token on Twitter. They're going to find the links to the Discord, the subreddit, Telegram, all the informational resources you will need in your hands to make your own decision on 
cryptocurrency. Do not get left out in the cold. Do not be on the wrong side of history when it comes to Web 3.0. Don't let people discourage you. You don't want to be the one who says, I didn't think the computer was going to catch on. You can get ahead of the <laughs> curve with Shiba Inu and also by looking up Shib Token on Twitter. Find the information. Do your own research. It's trademark. TM. <laughs> <laughs> My own personal contribution to Shib. Uh, and then uh, also make sure you're following us on Twitter at EVLMRK. Look for hashtag EMS207 to see special links, tweets, pictures, or stories we talk about in today's episode. And if you're not already, make sure you're following us on TikTok for additional Mark-related content uh, on TikTok and Instagram at AskEvilMark. So today I want to thank our producer, Jennifer, in Schenectady, who helped out greatly got a lot of stuff put together for me uh jared of the podcast nobody's listening our, our friday nfl co-host he will be with me either friday you'll hear that episode or you'll hear that episode saturday i'll let you guys know uh, i'll post that on twitter with the hashtag ems 208 uh, just letting you know what the schedule is we we're we have a, a special very 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 special episode tomorrow so we have uh a week from now, we're going to be doing our superb owl Super Bowl special. This will be our third annual one. Um, we're going to have a guest. We're going to have mock my world. It's going to be a huge show. There'll only be one show that week because it's going to be a huge blowout uh, in honor and in celebration of Taylor Swift. I mean, the Super Bowl. So we'll <laughs> we'll have that next week. Uh, this week we're going to have uh, instead of having an NFL show because the NFL is over, all we have is Super Bowl hype, and we're going to focus on that next week. So we have a special edition. And this will be something that will be, uh, if you're not an EMS Plus subscriber, or if you're not part of a member of our Discord, uh, you're going to miss out on this in the future. It will be in the free feed, but tomorrow I have a very special episode of Mansers. Now, Mansers, this will be the second annual Mansers. If you're not sure what Mansers is, Mansers is Jared and myself. We've gone through all kinds of questions for tomorrow. These are questions that women have of men, that men have of other men. Let me give you just a sample of some of these questions, okay? Okay. Why do guys spit into urinals before peeing? Why do guys spit in urinals? before? that's one of our questions. Uh, what bad advice have other men given you? And what was it? Um, what are women being totally delusional about? That'll be one that'll win a lot of things in converts. Uh, have you ever chosen one girl over the other and regretted it later? What happened? Uh, uh, what quote do you go back to help you get through rough times and even other stuff, non-relationship related, what's on your perfect burger, all kinds of questions. These are men questions from men answered by men, or at least we, we own a lot of male clothing between the two of us. I mean, actually, I don't know what well, Jared also Jared owns. owns a lot of fishing shirts and ramen related <laughs> apparel so and he he owns a skirt i mean he, <laughs> I, i'm taking the lead on the mansers here so i mean don't hold his 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 love of skirt wearing against him he, even a skirt wearing man deserves a mansur and is authorized to uh, give a mansur so look for that special episode either friday at our normal time or saturday uh morning it'll go out as soon as it gets done gets recorded it'll be a special episode so it will be available for probably the next month and then i'm looking forward to that looking forward to hearing especially the uh the quote i've i've actually got one for that i wish i was part of that to to answer that (laughs) you want to provide me what's your resume do you have a do you have a blazer (laughs) 
Do you have a sports coat I with one of those things? With don't it? know. <laughs> I don't own any skirts. I am wear, I'm wearing pajama pants right now that have the Mandalorian and Boba Fett and uh, on it and uh, Baby Grogu and everything. So. <laughs> so that's that's as close as I have to wearing a, a kilt. It's, if you uh, were if you were playing against a child on an eight foot rim, would you dunk on him like Shaquille? <laughs> Yeah. mercilessly yes okay I, okay you you're you're qualified for answers well i'll keep you in mind for the future <laughs> maybe eric could provide better advice than jerry could give uh, i was looking through uh we were kind of me and jared were kicking some of these ideas back and forth and i was like damn man i know jared always likes to point out well oh, mark's misogynist i'm like dude you ever read some of your own shit like <laughs> just i don't know man <laughs> I feel like you guys are going to get some spicy answers from Jared uh, just based on our preliminary conversation. So look for that episode. And then, like I said, look for next week, regular Thursday time. So typically when you hear this show, huge, superb owl blowout. Uh, uh, But until then, uh, if you're not a fan of the NFL show or you have no man, if you need no mansers, please, please, please go check out Violent Entertainment. In the last episode that I was a part of, uh, A, Airbud. Alien versus Predator, and of course, Ace Ventura Pet Detective. Eric, tell us one more time about File Entertainment and where can they get it? <laughs> yes, yeah, you just did. It's available on all platforms. It's all about movies this season. Mark was a frequent guest, and Jared is always there as the co host and super producer, uh, starting in the music season, which was all season two, going A to Z, uh, also with a lot of special episodes in the, the music. We went, you know, decades, 1960s through the 2010s. We did uh, well, I was going to plug the country music episode, but that got yeah, taken down. Uh, yeah, uh, lots of uh, other really fun stuff. Uh, Christmas stuff, which I you know, no, obviously now it's freaking February by the time you hear this. But uh, if you still never got around to the Christmas one, that was a lot of fun um, with you know Mark and Jared and Jake and David and the whole gang. So uh, lots of fun, lots of interesting stuff to check out. And most of it, the stuff is pretty evergreen aside from, you know, the, the theme ones like Christmas that, but uh, yeah, could be enjoyed at any point in time and hopefully you will. And if you do like the content, email file under pod at gmail.com. I will respond to you. Uh, you can also, uh, Follow along on Twitter at file under pod on X. Um, I'm doing the, we have a, a new segment called very important questions now at the end. And each movie that we cover is going to have a, a would you rather. And so I got to kind of unleash that upon Mark and Jared for the first time. And, uh, but I'm letting the, the audience kind of weigh in as well. I'm going to post the would you rather questions on Twitter so that everybody uh, can be a part of it and have their voices and heard as well. So. I never thought so many people, and I voted in this survey too, I never thought so many people would be okay with Dan Marino and Tone Logue. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was like, of course, everyone's going to go for that. But I'm like, everyone's just so quick to be like, yeah, okay, I can watch. Like, yeah, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Has any... Did, <laughs> Have we got the consent from Dan Marino and do they want to spend their days doing that? <laughs> just to, it just seems like a very tough proposition for, for those guys. It seems like a tougher for them, but yeah. yeah sure. I, I, I mean, I, I guess you could, well, because the spoiler, the, the whole thing about it is like, you get to kind of have like, would you rather get kicked in the nuts uh, basically by Ray Finkel 
after making out with pre-reveal uh, Lois Einhorn, or you get to go all the way with Courtney Cox, but Tone Loke and Dan Marino are, are there kind of very vocally criticizing you criticizing the, the entire time. So, I mean, that's why I phrase it that way, because I mean, it, ostensibly like they could be watching Courtney Cox and not really paying attention to you, but no, they have to be paying attention to you because they're, they're making very critical <laughs> yeah, remarks. Yeah. So. Critical remarks. <laughs> that just shows you, that's just proof that, that Courtney Cox still got it. <laughs> yeah. So still like, they don't care. They still want to go yeah, that route. They don't care. Uh, they don't, they're, they're, they're just going to phase it out. They, they, I, see, I, I think you just, you approach them afterwards. Like you're like a Richard Sherman style. <laughs> He's just like, don't talk about me. Keep my name in your mouth. <laughs> and then, and, and then Courtney comes to me like, who's talking about you? <laughs> uh, all right. So, also, guys, make sure you're emailing us at show at evilmark.com. If you have questions, comments, concerns, anything, unless it's file entertainment related, please send that to Eric. <laughs> file under pod at gmail. Um, now, we played a little bit at the beginning. Uh, let me see if I still have that sound effect up. Uh, there, there's one thing uh, Bill Walton uh, said that that he loves is is when the conversation turns to milk. And I'm going to play this one first, and I got another one clip for you. I'm going to milk the clock here. Uh Love it when you talk about milking. <laughs> <laughs> he, lo- he loves it when you talk about milking. Uh, a, l- a little bit Jim Harbaugh-ish there, but uh, uh, Bill Walton has been a show favorite during the offseason because of all the strange shit he says. Uh, you know, I love when you talk about milking, but as we take you out of here today, I want to take you back to the time when Frank Caliendo was brought on a Pac-12 telecast to out Bill Walton, Bill Walton. <laughs> <laughs> and he couldn't even come close. No one <laughs> outbills the Walton. Uh, so until we, until next time, uh, be ungovernable, be uncompromising, but most importantly, be kind. Here is Frank Caliendo taking a run at Bill Walton, and then Bill Walton just going full Bill Walton. Bill Walton is here, along with Bill Walton. How great is this? Enjoying ourselves, enjoying the energy happening here inside the arena. Finally, some inspiration. The negativity that I have to fight every single moment. And now, someone here who can shine the light. Someone who can appreciate the beauty of a saguaro. Somebody who knows about the, the grandeur of the Sonoran Desert. Somebody who knows that rivers can flow uphill. You never know when to talk when he's going through you. You never know when there's going to be a break. He continues to go the entire time in the three. What was that three? I wasn't even looking. I wasn't either paying was attention I. to I the wasn't game. Either it was a two by Alonzo Verge. <laughs> the fact of the matter is, this is more than we pay attention normally. 